Check out bmfcast.com for all our episodes and links to our social things. And for tons of bonus content, head over to patreon.com slash bmfcast. This week on the BAMFCAST. That's enough of this shit. I'm not playing defense anymore. One star, we're it. All right, welcome to the BAMFCAST. Hey! BAMFCAST! Woo! Episode 414. That's a talent drop. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. So many, in fact, that this is kind of our ninth anniversary episode. God, nine years. That's yeah, that's messed up. Yeah, <laughs> it is pretty messed up. <laughs> I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm Chuck. Yeah, there's no BJ. Yeah. The big monumental, you know, red <laughs> so letter, messed up he couldn't make it. Red letter day episode, and <laughs> this is how much we care about yeah. anniversaries. Yeah. yeah, no one gives a shit about the well, ninth anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> the ninth anniversary is like I don't know, paper or something. A day off is, is the, the gift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> An extra sick day. Yes, PTO yeah. is, is what you get. It's like, it's like hey, you're, you haven't quite made it to 10. Mm-hmm. It's like skipping your retirement party. Yeah. I like it. Mm. Uh, so what we do each and every episode of this year Bamfcast is uh, we go and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie. Come in here and talk about it for the first half, and then we rate them. Good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies. They go one to five jocks. Those are robot jocks. Robot Yay! jocks. That's a good movie. However, there are bad bad movies. It's a stay away. They're getting negative sliding scale. One to five bags is in the... Giant bags of trash and which they belong. Yeah. Trash is Trash bags. Just wrap something. them up and throw them out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bury them in the backyard. Probably not going to have to worry about that for this week's movie. Probably not. Because um, <laughs> this week brings us 1991's The Taking of Beverly Hills. Yeah, it does. Oft requested, finally watched, and about to be talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a very quick plot summary because, you know, we're going to talk about this movie <laughs> anyway. So let's just get this out of the way. Okay. A group of embittered ex-cops use a chemical spill to raid the banks and homes of Beverly Hills. Yes. Short, sweet, gets to the point. And accurate. Man. Mm-hmm. What a great premise. Pretty good premise. That's a great premise. Now, this movie starts with a long credit sequence. Boy, does it. Really long credit mm-hmm. sequence. Guess what? Rich people live in Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, well, yeah, because, like, even before the credits fully start, you get Matt Furrer voicing over talking about how there's X number of people, which is pretty small, but there's this giant amount of money in Beverly Hills and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, and money, 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 money. And then they spend the entire credit showing you all this money, Rodeo Drive and all of the fancy ass brand names and fancy cars yes, and they established Silicon the women and all that shit stuff yeah. out of this city. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, is this our first Ken Wall movie? Yes. Yeah. I mean, he had he didn't make Somehow. a ton. He did not make. He was he was the wise guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes, that wise guy. You know, <laughs> from the hit show Wise Guy. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but yes, I'm sure <laughs> there aren't many opportunities to do Ken Wall movies. No, no, no. But he's the star of this one. Uh-huh. Um, and as I said, Matt Furrer. Um, shit, Robert Avi's in this. Yeah. Oh, but let's just say a whole bunch of people are in it. I think. Most notably, since it's been long overdue that we haven't mentioned him, mm-hmm. <laughs> because we started kind of doing a little count, and Branscombe Richmond has made a lot of appearances on the Bamfcast, and we've never called him out by name. No. Granted, this one, he probably gets his biggest role, or at least, like, 
Of what we've done. Yeah. Of what we've done. Yeah. Usually he's like henchman number three. Or and, bartender. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just. He's it, usually not named characters. No. And and he gets a lot of screen time and, and is kind of like your Carl from Die Hard at this one. You know, he's mm-hmm. like, he's just this killing force dude that just very much enjoys his job. So we'll, we'll, we'll get more of him. He's but, into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, shit i mean there's there's so many other people that show up in this movie yeah. like just hey it's that guy mm-hmm. um anyway yeah after the establishing credits it's pretty much like go to a homeless charity thing mm-hmm. it's a benefit dinner yeah where we will be introduced to some of the main characters most many uh some who you think might be main characters who'd never come back yeah uh there's a, there's a lot of speaking roles here that uh a lot of them don't pay off, but yeah, you meet uh, Robert DeVee. He's uh, he's the owner of a football team that we're told, I'm guessing, one of the L.A. teams. Which, yeah, sure. Which in 89, did they still have a team? They saw the Rams, right? Yeah, they had the Rams back okay. then. I, or, yeah. it, they might man. have had the Raiders, too. I don't remember when they moved, because they went to L.A. for a little while. And, yeah. yeah, and they were Oakland, and they went back. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. L.A. is just like this pass-through football town, but... It, it, it's not a real t- team he's on anyway because right. his jersey is Green the Bay. Green Bay Packers yeah. colors. And it's like, wait a minute. Yeah. It's just football. Yeah. He's a football man. He, he, yes. He owns other football men's. He's boomer football. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so Robert DeVee is the owner of the team. You've got, you know, like the mayor and the police chief. The police chief is Ferris Bueller's dad. Um, and uh, there's a there's a lady in this movie basically the only lady in this movie, mm-hmm. Harley Jane Kozak, who's, you've seen her in a bazillion things. If you watch anything in like 1990, yeah. 89, 91, in that era, some she showed up in everything. Yeah. I want to say, wasn't she the mom like, in like Parenthood? Yeah. She was in Side Out. She was in Side a, Out. One of a Banff cast yeah. collection of movies. Yeah. Oh man, that was so long ago. And she I, was in, I barely remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was in Necessary Roughness, mm. Arachnophobia. So, okay. but anyway, there's a lady in this movie. Exactly one lady. <laughs> I mean, there's some background ladies, like you know. Yeah, but, but like yeah, as a one character, lady. There's, one, yeah. there's, one, there's lady. one speaking role, female character, <laughs> as, yeah. as befits a movie from 1990 that's an action movie. Yeah, right? and she's a fancy Beverly Hills lady who is also at this dinner party. Yeah, yeah and where we kind of get a little bit of the relationships explained because Robert DeVee is obviously kind of shady business guy. We mm-hmm. don't really. I don't know that they ever really talk about how he actually made his money other than probably crime. Um, yeah. And her father is a insurance guy. King insurance. And mm-hmm. like, basically he's just always been on that guy to like, Hey, I'm going to marry your daughter. He's like, no, you're not yeah, like, no, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, but yes, Robert V also owns whatever football team that, mm-hmm. that boomer yeah. is on. Right. And boomers being made to show up to this thing to, you know, glad hand and be like, hey, I'm a football guy. Yeah. Give some money to homeless. Although he doesn't mm-hmm. seem against it. I mean, like he shows up and is just like, all right, let's fucking do this. Hey, look at you. You're over there. And I'm mm-hmm. the guy. And, you know, I mean, he's he's good at the schmoozing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But he also kind of calls it out for being bullshit. Oh, sure. But he he knows his role. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the insurance guy keeps getting up on stage to make little announcements. And each announcement is punctuated by a little musical motif. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a four or five note thing that the band will play like mm-hmm. shut the fuck up the insurance man is about to speak yeah but this is all just chit chat introduction Harley, uh, the lady gets up to leave mm-hmm. and Ken Wall goes after her yeah but we're also 
introduced to the head of security. Right. Who ends up, who is, uh, he was in Streets of Fire. Yeah. And yes, he was. And he was in Get Crazy also. Yeah. Yeah, he was in Clue, which is yeah. what I know him from. Yeah. But I mean, obviously, that's not who he is. <laughs> yeah, but but he's like very pissed at the cops for yeah. not getting because I love that it's a homeless benefit. Mm-hmm. But he's pissed at the cops for not getting the the actual homeless people out of the way. Right. Yes. <laughs> and and the chief of police is like, do you have to be yelling? Yeah. At my, like we're loaning you my cops for this because you're private security. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have to be yelling at them and about? He, and not- he does the whole like, I don't work for you anymore. I can say whatever the fuck I want. Right. Kind of thing. So they're like, ooh, former cop. Yeah. And like each table has like their own designated homeless person who is like receiving whatever benefit. Mm-hmm. It's it's icky. I mean, it's Beverly Hills icky. It's yeah. gross, but whatever. Yeah. But but yes, uh, Kinwall follows her out. Yeah. After she kind of shoots down Robert DeVee. A yeah, she kind of shoots him down and, and Ken Wall's like, watch this. And, and Robert DeVee's like, not a chance, buddy. You well, ain't. Her, her dad also called him out on stage because he donated a, a million dollar check. Mm-hmm. He's like, million dollar check from whatever the fuck his name is. What is his name? Robert uh, DeVee. Robert, yeah, yeah. Well, yes, Robert, Robert DeVee. DeVee. <laughs> <laughs> he, his name is Robert also in the movie, but ah, yeah. That yeah. is what everyone calls him. Yeah. And he's just like, that. yeah, it's like, this is going to go a long ways. But for you, it's basically nothing. So thanks for nothing. <laughs> like, <you play laughs> right. off the yeah. I love I mean, that that was half the money they raised. Yeah. And he still throws yeah. shade at this guy. Yeah. yeah. yeah he's like, like, this guy, this fucking guy. Yeah. Mr. Deep Pockets <laughs> like, This is here. how much he hates Robert DeVee. Yeah. yeah he doesn't, doesn't much care for him. Yeah. I'll cash your check, but I'll tell you to fuck off mm-hmm. while I do it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Boomer chases after Laura and is like, and, and everyone at the table is like, oh, yeah, I bet you 50 bucks you won't get anywhere with her. And. His whole spiel is like, hey, you know, come on, I want to talk. Like, let's get to know each other. And she's like, no, I'm, I was. I don't like uh, jocks. Yeah. And she and he's like, well, what about if I donate my time? Mm-hmm. You know, I'll donate. I'll, I'll have a thing for the homeless people's kids. They, they need hope and stuff. And mm-hmm. she's like, I'll teach them football. Yeah. And she's like, what? No. And he's like, what about every day for a week or a year? And she's like, all right, what do I have to do? And he's like, 24 hours. And they start bargaining. And eventually they settle down like eight hours, but starting right now. Yeah. And part we'll of that spend is like, eight hours with me. He's like, kiss me on the cheek and walk, walk away with me. You know, and, yeah. you know, make it, make it look like I, you know, gotcha. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To and which she's like, all right, fine. Yeah. Eight, eight hours starts now. Let's and go. Everyone back at the table is just like, man, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, the coach particular. <laughs> yes. He's like, I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> Yeah, but like all through dinner, like uh, Robert DeVee was given and Ken Wall shit. Just mm-hmm. like how many years you think you got left in you, you piece of shit. You know, yeah. just like you fucking suck. Yeah, you showboater. Yeah, all the stuff. Yeah. There's no I in team jerk off. You know, I mean, it's just all mm-hmm. that kind of shit. And you're just like, what's your deal, man? Just if you're the owner, fucking bench him. I don't. Know what, yeah, what are you trying to shame him for? But uh, yeah, so it's just okay. Um, come back to my house because, or no, they go to a, another restaurant to sip more cognac, mm-hmm. like the other restaurant in town that's that's open, <laughs> the yeah. rival to this benefit. Yeah, and because uh, it's Sunday night, man. Yeah, yeah, because he had a big game that day. He did. He took yeah. a few hits. He did. He took as some we hits. We learn later. Yes, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, they uh, they have a few drinks and then they go back to his house. Yep, and sit and talk. Y- yes, which he's like, oh yeah, Robert B. Besides being obviously a a shit heel by the end of this movie just can't sit here and talk and i didn't expect that of you and he's like yeah you know football and things and mm-hmm. i like i don't like getting hit so that's why i play yeah he's basically like i yeah. play quarterback because i don't like getting hit yeah and i got hit a bunch today so can you go now yeah so <laughs> it's re- weird it he like, basically says can we, we can we save our uh, our last two hours for later Yeah, can we bank our last because it seems like 
it's she is like okay let's fucking do oh, well, this. she says something like he's like is everything you know satisfactory and she's like oh i haven't quite been satisfied yet, yet. yeah and it's like and the smoky sax is blaring yeah. and all this stuff. and you're like dude it's fucking on and then he's like listen i took a shot to the ribs earlier uh so can we use our last couple of hours later and you go home now and she's like uh okay <laughs> so they go to the door mm-hmm. and then he's like let me make out with you and then he's like i feel better well as they were standing in the door because we've also simultaneous to like you know smoky sax playing and they're about to get it on mm-hmm. there's also there is our branskin branskin what's uh branskin witch branskin witch teats branson missouri richmond branskin richmond is driving a, a a toxic chemical truck like careening around corners just Grinning like a madman. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Matt Furrer, who is a cop, uh, is kind of chasing him and like, oh, no, dangerous. I mean, clearly on the side, it's like toxic chemicals. Yeah, that's all it says. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, here's the number and all this stuff. And it's just it's going through these side streets and everything. And, the, and while they were at the door, you know, she's about to leave. They, you know, they like kiss for the first time. And then they hear this, you know, and they look out and. What was, what was that? Was it an earthquake? No, it was, yeah, they, it was the earth moving. Yeah, they act like just, oh, dear God, the house is shaking. It's like. If your house is not equipped to handle a truck going by, mm-hmm. you're going to get fucking wrecked yeah, when there's you should an earthquake not live in California. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, so they're just like so it just it's just like hey, this is kind of what happening, and it also was going down his street, mm-hmm. and um, because there's only really two streets in this Beverly Hills that's been constructed, mm-hmm. it's all like one city block because they mm-hmm. just keep looping around it the whole time. Yeah, yeah, but as, as it turns out, they had built an entire street. They had built an entirely Be- entire Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. Near Mexico City. Yes. It, this, that will make this sense. This will make sense very, very soon. <laughs> yes. But uh, they, they proceed to his his bathroom where he's got a giant jacuzzi. He does. And mm-hmm. uh, full of bubbles. It's a huge jacuzzi. And she, and she walks in and almost gets blindsided by this tackle dummy thing that's like on a pneumatic pump thing. Alzado. Yeah. yeah, that's what he, yeah, he's like, that's Alzado, my best friend. Yeah. Keeps me on my toes. And she's like, okay, great. Yeah. I wonder if that'll come up later in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, there's a lot of things you wonder yeah. that about because like also at the dinner, don't forget Robert V has asthma mm-hmm. and you think, ah, oh, he's going to get fucking killed with asthma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the asthma is going to come back to get him. <laughs> so, but yeah, so like she's just kind of like dipping her toe in and, and toying with him and he, mm-hmm. and eventually she's just like, you got any champagne? He's like, why? Well, do you she, she's it? also stripped down to. Uh, she appears to be wearing a one piece lingerie thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then and she puts uh, one of his jerseys, jerseys on, on over it. it. Yeah, so she's like dancing around the hot tub, and he's like, "Get in!" And she's like, "Got any champagne?" And he's like, "No, do why? You, do you need do it? Do you it's actually need kitchen. it?" Kitchen. All right, but the, she says no, and then he's like, "It's in the it's in the fridge," and she's like, "Okay." So well, she didn't need it. She just wanted. She it. She just wanted it. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So she goes downstairs to get it. Well, in the meantime. During their flirtations, the uh, toxic chemical truck has overturned and exploded. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, he's basically dumped the back off of the. Like mm-hmm. he, he's dumped the trailer somehow. Yeah. yeah he yeah. pretty much like he skidded into a car. It, it should so be it, noted, like everyone in this movie is stunt driving all the time. Oh my god! Yeah. Well, they've all went the down time. all the streets. Yeah. And anytime anyone enters the scene, it's just like stunts. So yeah, he, he whips, whips this truck around and basically jackknifes, disconnecting the trailer yeah. so that it rolls up on this truck and the truck explodes and the, it just starts leaking chemicals. Yeah. And Matt Furrow's like, oh, Jesus Christ, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, yes. It just like peels off like, you know, code four, code four. Yeah. So like all the EMS dudes come in and then just like this squadron of 
EPA guys show up in mm-hmm. like formation mm-hmm. in like four by fours, and they're all in the trucks, like standing up in the back, like this synchronized trucking. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they all show up and they're barricading everything and they start driving around. It's like, hey, get out, get yeah. the fuck out. And the cops are like, hey, we got to get all our hazmat stuff on and we yeah. got to we got to do this. Yeah. But the rest of the cops are like barricade Beverly Hills, like blah, blah, blah. This is a three mile radius yep. that we got to quarantine off. So it's basically block out anyone coming into Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. So, again, every single cop is like, fuck, yeah, it's stunt time. Yes. Because every single cop car is like. <laughs> Like yeah. pulling sideways to block the roads and everything. <laughs> no one is just casually parking and like, all right, I got this this street blocked. It is just like fucking whip this wheel around and let's see where I land. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's kind of glorious. Yeah. How much stunt driving is going on. It's also amazing that Beverly Hills has this plan in effect that works within three minutes. Like they have this shit down. Well, to mm-hmm. be fair, does it? Do they? No. Because it no. But I mean, like in like. A lot of the stuff was was based on the city plan to do this, not like the criminals plan mm-hmm. to do this, because like the buses come in and get everybody out and it's pretty much everybody like they, they fully uh, evacuate Beverly Hills, except for, you know, the people who obviously are going to be left behind. But yeah. so I mean, they they do seem to have some, but this is all pre-planned by, you know, bullshit terrorist cop people, yeah, you yes. know, so. I mean, because, yeah, like the EPA dudes come in and it's like, oh, yeah, it's such and such gas. Get the fuck out of here. And, right. hazmats, and so yeah, they send the regular cops yeah. out. They're like, go to the perimeter. Yeah. Like like the, the legit cops are out at the perimeter, yeah. just not letting anybody in. All the rest of the cops have gone back to, to the station are, are suiting up. Right. To which there was a point when Matt Furrer came back, like after he was like, get the fuck out of here. Like, you know, like he comes into the station and there are two dudes in like white tuxedos. Yep. And they've got like a Bob's Big Boy yes. statue, mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah, they were on like a bachelor party or something, and like, yeah, they read a coffee shop and just like thought this was a souvenir. And he's like, don't you think we could let them go? Do we yeah. have bigger fish to fry? And he's like, yeah, you're probably right. Just let them go. Right. So all the cops are in like this one room, like this meat cooler. Yes. This like this meat locker room where they're gearing up with the hazmat suits. Meat locker room is what it is. And <laughs> those dudes with the Big Boy like roll it. You know, like as they're leaving, they like roll by that door. And this door locks from the outside with, like, a cooler locker. Yeah. So, like, they lock all these cops in and put a deadbolt on it. And yeah. But they start. have also, like, opened up the Bob's Big Boy mm-hmm. and produced weapons yes. out of its ass. Yes, they did. <laughs> they were hiding weapons in the ass mm-hmm. of Bob's Big Boy. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they, they closed the meat locker room. And to, trap all the cops. And all the cops are just like, hey, let us out. Mm-hmm. So that's it for the cops. Yeah. And so, yeah, everyone that's left inside, basically, because, like, they've also brought up school buses and are like, Evac- you know, driving around like, get out now. If in exposed, you know, prolonged mm-hmm. exposure to this will kill you. Get yeah. out now. And everybody hears this except for uh, Ken Wall, who's just like, I'm chilling in the hot dub and I didn't hear any of this. So, yeah. so like, well, he had the music going. Yeah. The jacuzzi. He did. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Like, he hit, he hits one song and he goes, like, Nah, two on the nose. Yep. And then he gets to, like, Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On. Yeah. He's like, Perfect. Yes. It's like, <laughs> What the fuck, dude? <laughs> that is so on the nose. <laughs> that had to be ironic. There's no way it wasn't, but yeah. it's still pretty great. Yep. But yeah, but, but what she, happens? She, like she she had gone to get the champagne or whatever mm-hmm. and like here's the commotion outside. Mm-hmm. So she goes to the door and immediately the cops are there like, "Come on, lady, we got to go." And yeah. he, she's like, "Boober's still inside." They're like, "Forget Boober." Yeah, forget, and then like forget your it, fucking dog. Cuz everyone's like, "Oh, it's got to be the dog or something." <laughs> right. And so they I love that. Like this is the quarterback for the local team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His name is fucking Boomer. His nickname is Boomer. It's his house. Everyone knows him. <laughs> 
I know. Yeah. But but they're all just like, they who throw, the fuck is They Boomer? throw her on the bus and they're like, go, lady, go. And so she's <laughs> gone and on the bus with everybody else. Mm-hmm. And the, and their plan is like, they're going to take them all to this hotel in Century City yes. like outside the area. And it happens to be the one owned by Robert DeVee. Yes. And so like, they don't really ha- give them rooms or anything. They're just like, no, you can come hang out at this hotel. Well, I think they... A lot of people did have rooms, but oh, they just okay. didn't have enough rooms for everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are just yeah. chilling in the lobby. And Robert DeVee spends the rest of the movie inviting people to go up to his room. Yeah. Like, you can use my suite. You can... You can it continually getting up. turned down no matter who it is. Yeah. yeah. It that I felt like that was going to come back somehow, but it never does. There's, there's so many dangling plot threads in this that just... It seems like, oh, this is going to be a thing. Oh, it's yeah. not. Totally so many not things thing. that come up yeah. multiple times, yet never amount to it. Yes. They just, they just kind of like go away by the end. Yeah. It's strange. It is. Yeah. But the, the, the funny thing to note about this is like when they first arrive, about the only thing going ape shit are the dogs. Because like apparently in the entirety of Beverly Hills, there's about eight dogs and yeah. this one bellhop has all of them. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, they're pissing everywhere. Oh, dear God. <laughs> and like they're the only thing is like everyone else is like, yeah, we're chilling here, whatever. And, mm. you know, like sipping champagne and smoking cigars and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then like. I mean, this is skipping ahead, but I just yeah. wanted—I want to note it. Like at first, they're all just chill. Like, yeah, we're rich. Oh, look, we're you know, Monopoly man here. Yeah, he's and, playing solitaire yeah. at tables. And, and stuff. then, like oh, next man. time, it's like they've gone to like—they're playing full-on craps on the stairwells. <laughs> yes. They're like, yeah, fucking, fucking <laughs> swing oh, yeah. that dice, yo. <laughs> they're rolling bones, yo. <laughs> they're like in the back Click, of clack, the motherfucker. Yeah, they're like in the alley behind the butcher shop, like hyped about dice. Yes. Yeah, I think the next shot would have been like they started a full-on fucking fight club. Yes, yeah. exactly. Like fucking gladiator. <laughs> And shit. Yeah. <laughs> Thunderdome here yeah. in, the, in the lobby of this hotel. It seemed like it was progressing, yeah. but again, mm-hmm. it didn't. No. They just don't. But so, okay. So everyone's at the hotel. Um, eventually, Ken Wald decides to get out of the hot tub and is just like, where'd she go? And like yeah. goes down to look for her. Here's commotion outside, opens the door. And then like cops are like, oh, fuck, that's Boomer. Get him. Yeah. <laughs> and keep in mind, he's walking out in a towel. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, so uh, they're like, send two cops to get him. Yeah. And first one dude gets cracked by the door as he's trying to get in. So that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. The one guy gets like they get there quick. Oh, yeah. Those oh, yeah. cops because like he's barely got the door shut and one guy's already through and mm-hmm. he chucks him on the ground and then, yeah, smashes that other dude with the door. Yeah. And then he runs upstairs and we didn't have to wait very long for <laughs> Alzado no. to come into play yeah. because like he, <laughs> like he goes back up into the to the bathroom positions that thing like sideways to the door jumps into the jacuzzi and buries his head under the water and this dude comes through the door like first off they're coming through every door and just spraying Mm -hmm. and so like he comes in and sprays and then like takes one step into the thing into the into the room and this thing just goes and like just defenestrates about the side window oh right through the fucking window oh it looked like it hurt too because he like catches it from the side yeah Yeah. that guy got wiped out Mm mm-hmm so I don't remember how the other dude got taken out. Well, okay, uh, because yeah, we got to rewind was, a little bit. There was a, a bit outside where someone got. Oh, it was the mayor. The, the, the mayor, mayor showed mayor up at the, like, the roadblock like, and was like, "The mayor was like driving like a shitty Honda Civic." Yeah. By the way, I was like, "You're the mayor of Beverly Hills, and you've got like a yeah. really shitty car." Well, he's a city. They servant. make it clear that like any civil servant in Beverly doesn't shit. live in Beverly Hills. Yeah, because they, they were all outside the perimeter. But I'm saying like mayor's the kind of thing like somebody with some money would run for just as a prestige thing. Maybe not. You know what I mean? Like maybe, maybe rich people don't want the hassle. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just I, seems I like do. It, yeah. Yeah. It seems like oh yeah, I'm the mayor of Beverly Hills. Like car, car yeah, you, you run for it for the prestige, yeah. and you don't actually expect to win. Yeah, and then you win, and then you don't know what to do once you've won because you've never actually. 
oh, I earned see. any money that you've made in your life. Oh, I do. And then you just going. get confused. <laughs> oh, I understand. And that's that how sounds, you end up being mayor. Yeah. That sounds stupid. Why that, would anyone yeah. do that? That's a real dumb idea. Yeah, but, I know. But yeah, he gets to the, the barricade and pulls up, but he sees Lee Ving mm-hmm. standing there in a cop's uniform. He's like, what the hell are you doing in a cop's uniform? He's just like... The, he's you know, basically just like a sitting duck, you know. I mean, it's just every pun from Die Hard Two mm-hmm. just pops him in the head. And Matt Frewer drives up and is like, "Hey, that's no, said no blood, no killing." And yeah, and this is also the first time that we've seen that Matt Frewer's in on. Yeah, it. this is like he drives up and and at first you're looking at him like, why is he not freaking out that the mayor's been shot in the head? Mm-hmm. But then he's just like, "Oh yeah, okay, I thought you said no blood." Yeah. So anyway. That guy's about to get the drop on Ken Wall in the hot tub, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, like his chest explodes, right. and then standing behind him is Matt Frewer, and yeah. he's just like, but I'm... who promptly has a breakdown. Yeah, he's just like, yeah, I can't. This uh, not the plan, man. Yeah, it was 40, 45 minutes to Rich. It yeah. wasn't supposed to be anybody getting hurt. Everyone gets two million, man. So, because yeah. yeah, they also. <laughs> We didn't even know. Like, they have a countdown clock. Like, everyone, oh, they have two dudes with computers with synchronized countdown clocks. Everyone has a fucking graphing calculator on their wrist. Like, they're just like, beep, boop, they, boop, boop, that boop, allows boop. them to bypass security systems. Yeah, they Velcro this shit open. And these are like official Sanyo alarm d- decoders. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, sure. I mean, they look like graphing calculators, but yes, they, had they, some, are. they had some specific dumb name. All right. Uh, but yeah, and so they're heisting. They're, they're heisting yeah, throughout but, the I mean, city, but, but, all like, to remixed EMFs Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and they're rolling out like you know hazmat barrels and stuff, and loading shit into them. Yeah, because like you know at first they're just like fuck the houses, take everything out of the houses. So you know, yeah, which to me doesn't make much sense. I mean, you've got all these stores on the main storefront, just take those. I know, yeah. I, I don't understand what they're doing. Well, the other weird thing is, I mean, we'll get to it later, but it's like when shit starts to go kind of south, they're like, all right, go for the primary target. I'm like, doesn't primary mean first? And wouldn't you go for that first? Yeah. Like they seem to be there dicking around with that thing a lot. I, I sure, but, but the. Another cool thing about it is so that these two dudes with their synchronized computers also have this running tally. Mm -hmm. They have like itemized lists of what's in each location, and then they're running this money tally of how Mm -hmm. much they've gotten so far. Mm -hmm. That's kind of cool. It is. Like you just, no one does that. But no one's done this ridiculous operation of 10,000 men before. Okay, so. so there is a line that explains why they're breaking into the houses and why they know exactly what to go for. Yeah. Because Mr. Moneybags insurance guy, Robert DeVee said like, I got the information from your dad. Right. That's why I knew exactly what to steal mm, and where right. it was like who had what. That's yeah. why they're like, literally like go in that house, steal that painting. It's worth this much. Go yeah. in this house, steal it's that. all itemized yeah. and valued. Yeah. Which, yeah, eventually we find out Robert DeVee's in on it. Of but, course but, he is. but through most of the early part, they just kind of play it like yeah, he's just he's, a dude hanging out with all the other rich people yeah. at the hotel. So. But we know it's Robert DeVee. Yeah, of course so. we do. <laughs> you know, we're like, all right, when's he turn? Yeah. So Matt Furr is like just sitting on the on the edge of the jacuzzi, freaking out, and and Ken Walls is like, fuck it, I'm suiting up, and like goes and gets a, his other jersey, like laces up his shoes and everything mm. grabs a cortisone shot because he's been, <laughs> like ever since he was like ah, I, I did take a few dinks like he was never limping up until it was like time for the sexing it takes a while yeah to catch mm-hmm. up with you yeah he's so, still running on adrenaline and 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 he was like i don't that's that's all right if there is one thing about this movie i don't understand I, I never understood what his plan was like i mean other than like he was going to disrupt this shit yeah he, nev- he says at one point we have to get out so that we can get into L.A. and we can warn somebody. Yeah, sure. He immediately tries to call and Matt Furr is like, don't bother. Yeah, they, they, they cut that shit a long time ago. Yeah, because he says our plan is to get out. And Matt Furr says, you're not even going to get out of the yard. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Like, and, oh, and yeah, yeah. And Matt Furr is just like, we're just going to die here. Yeah. He's like, 
Well, I'm going to die doing something. Then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're going to die because you're coming with me because I don't know how to use guns. But <laughs> yes, yeah. which is a running theme throughout mm-hmm. the film. Mm-hmm. He does not know how to use guns. <laughs> He's kind of an Abilene in that, uh, in that yeah. regard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it should be noted that at this point, <laughs> our, our friend Branscombe has been sh- shown up in a SWAT tank thing. He has, yes. Yeah. And he's just kind of like creening through the streets like, fuck, yeah, I'm driving this tank thing. And they're about ready to like, all right, we got to have a plan. We got to like run out this door and, you know, cause some chaos and, and get away. Mm-hmm. And, they, and he's like, yeah, don't worry. It'd take a tank to get through this door. <laughs> and of course, that's immediately when they're like, hey, we haven't heard from those two guys that we sent over there for a while. Like, send in the tank. Mm-hmm. So, yes, he, he plows through their door. And this is the first of many, 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 like, fuck that house, fuck that wall, fuck everything with this tank. Well, when they first run out of the house, uh, Boomer is just footballing men to death. Mm-hmm. He is just mm-hmm. shoulder tackling them and and juking out of the way and just doing football moves at them, mm-hmm. which is just murdering these fools, breaking their ankles, which murders them. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, they just start running through the neighborhood, and this dude is chasing them in the SWAT tank, mm-hmm. blowing up houses along yes. the way, <laughs> firing the tank. Yeah, because well, at first it's just like, hey, I'm going to run over this car, I'm going to run through this wall or whatever, and then he's like, oh yeah, I have a turret on mm-hmm. this that can fire shit. Yep. And yeah, when he first starts firing, it's like, holy shit, because some of them is just like, yeah, all right, he just blew up a wall and then they run through a tennis court. and He's like, yeah, I kind of blew up a little bit of the corner there. And then like the next time it's like he takes a shot at the house and the house is basically made of napalm because it's It's just the White House and Independence. Yeah, that thing fucking goes up. It's just like, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they blow up a lot of stuff in this chase sequence. They do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Eventually, they try to hide in a trash can. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, like it doesn't matter whenever they think they have successfully hidden that dude is immediately there he's just like mm-hmm. i got you but now. he didn't know they were in the trash can no the trash yeah. can just gets pulled into the it, it's just in, it, it gets stuck in front of the tank as he's cu- driving down this yeah, alley as he's just smashing through walls yeah mm-hmm. and it it rolls out of the way just before he rams into a police car and just fucking mm-hmm. wrecks that thing he's just like get out of my way yeah i mean it the way this goes on and on, like wherever they go, like they peek around a corner. And it's like, oh, God, there he is. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like he becomes like the Freddy Krueger of this movie because yes. it's like, oh, God, he's there again. <laughs> and he's coming for us. Yes. And I, I don't know what his role is. I mean, they mentioned something about like him being a hitman, which seems like a weird thing to have brought into this game. If you didn't know there was going to be, you know, people like a loose cannon running around or or two loose cannons, as they say mm-hmm. in this movie. Yeah. It's never clear what he was supposed to be doing during right. all this, but he is just it's hey, it's his mission. Wild card, bitches. Yeah, it's his mission to s- just squelch these two motherfuckers. It's just yeah. like I this is my this is my life now. I have to murder these men. So, yeah, that's but, fair. But there's a lot of back and forth of him just chasing them mm-hmm. and then cutting back to Robert W at the hotel. Yeah. And then coming back and they're like coming out of an alley going, oh, I think we got away. And it's like, nope. Yeah. Tank. <laughs> yes. And eventually they get away from it by, uh, well, no, they, because they they go through the the streets at one point. Mm-hmm. They're they're in the main city being chased by the tank, mm-hmm. and yeah. that's when Ken Wall declares, "I'm tired of this shit. I'm going on offense. Yeah, just like no more defense for me." And then so they they run over to there's this house with a fence on it, and he just mm-hmm. tells Matt Furr to sit on the fence, just sit here. And when I say jump down, run to your left. And Matt mm-hmm. Furr is just sitting on this fence whistling. 
<laughs> while Ken Wall runs after the tank, is just like, come on, tank, come get me. So they wait till the tank runs out of ammo, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he has fired all of his shots. Um, and then he just has him come towards the fence. He tells Matt Furrow to jump. He jumps over. And then, of course, the fence was right in front of a, a in under construction swimming pool. Mm-hmm. So tank falls right into there. Yep. Guys yeah. pissed. <laughs> yeah. But and they're just all like giving football puns. Yeah. And crap the whole time because he comes out he's like game's not over quarterback yeah it's like it's only half time yeah it's only half time (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's all real dumb but but they get away from him from because of this Mm -hmm. and this is when they're like all right well we need to get a car yeah we need to get a car so we can get out of the city and they're like okay we got to run down to budget yeah they're like (laughs) budget's down the street yeah let's Mm -hmm. go there let's go there yeah and and this is they actually get to the city square where the thing is that where the uh big chemical Mm -hmm. truck is overturned Mm -hmm. and it stopped spewing yellow stuff and it's just regular smoke now and and this is when the the security head security guy is like i want that we need to up the yellow yeah i don't want these guys at uptown seeing it and thinking that there's nothing wrong anymore yeah get some more yellow smoke yeah so they just start throwing yellow smoke grenades out yep and then you know they're like all right well we got to get through this good thing there's smoke yeah (laughs) but again wall's like is this stuff gonna hurt us mapper was like no no i told you it's fake it's all fake (laughs) yeah it it should also be noted that one thing i'll give laura in this movie is unlike you know holly mclean who's just kind of sitting there waiting to get shot by terrorists Mm -hmm. she's actually kind of investigating yeah because like a dude has come out from a stairwell wearing an epa badge well even before that when she was on the bus she was driving by they were driving by the chemicals spill and there's like several dogs running around yeah and um she's she's just looking at it "Hmm." while everyone's fucking on the party bus just drinking it up like woohoo yes then she sees this guy with the epa badge like just take his badge off and walk down the (laughs) side she's like why did he take his badge right, off? Right, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so she follows him down into the well, the bowels of the building. Yeah, she follows him after they have a conversation with some guy who's like, I don't know what he is, but he, oh, he, he developed a spermicide. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Yes, which, you know, he's, yeah, he's, he's like, I was a chemist. He's all about, I was yeah. a chemist before I was a CEO. Yeah. He's all about chemicals. And he's like, well, if this spill was this, it, like, even the dogs would be dead. Yeah, the dogs would be dead. I think it's fluorine. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, the he's way like, dogs yeah. metabolize, they'd be dead 30 seconds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hmm, time to investigate. Yeah. So, and then. <laughs> yeah, because at this point, like, the chief of police has shown up. Yeah. And they're like, hey, you're a little late, aren't you? And he's like, I live in fucking Burbank, man. Leave me alone. <laughs> I can't afford to live in Beverly Hills. <laughs> but they let him go to the to yep. the hotel. And that's and he's kind of busy talking to, the, yeah. to them. And he's in on this conversation. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. To which he does tell the guy, my wife really appreciates your spermicide. Yes. He's yeah. like, good to hear you're having fun, sir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of like, we haven't really talked about how quippy everyone is. Yeah. But, like, this is of the era where it's like, hey, you know, that guy Shane Black do that. <laughs> yeah. Like, because like everybody is a quippy motherfucker to everyone else. Yep. No matter what, like no matter what situation, there has to be a quippy comeback to everything. Yes. So I just want to note that. Sure, yeah. No, yeah that we're not covering a lot of that, but it's constant throughout the entire movie. It is, yeah. But yeah, but she ends up following Robert Davi down to his dungeon basement mm-hmm. area of the hotel. Yeah. Overhears him talking to the fake EPA guy who basically tells him like, I don't know, just go up there and act like you don't know what you're talking about. Then they'll think you're from the government. Ha 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to which that's exactly what he does because he has this very awkward scene where um, the chief of police is Ferris Bueller's dad. Yep. And... Um, 
And he's basically just like, so what are you doing? And he's like, uh, he's like, you're probably cordoning off the area, cordoning off the area. And he's just like, yeah, then we do the next thing. He's like, oh, you mean, we'll just wait for the smoke. to like, he's basically just like, um, and ahhing his way yeah. into like letting this dude like, okay, this scene pissed me off because cool. it was like, it's clear that Ferris Bueller's dad is one step ahead of this guy. He's, mm-hmm. he's just like telling, he's feeding him all the answers. He's like, oh, so you're doing this for a cubit centimeter. You know, how long will it dissipate in the atmosphere? 24 hours. And the guy's like, yeah, that's the ticket. 24 hours. Sure. And he's like, all right, good work. See you later. And it's just like, I, I really thought you were smarter than that. You were picking up on that guy's bullshit. And mm-hmm. then you just like, all right, smell you later. <laughs> yeah. And that is the last time we see him. Yeah. 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 Is the police chief just gets to be an idiot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he's gone from the rest of the movie. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 But yeah, she's listening at the door to Robert DeVee planning all this and talking to his computer guys and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so they get to the budget for a lot. Um, <laughs> Ken Wall and uh, yeah. Matt Furr. Mm-hmm. Um, and somehow the cops have found them or like seen them. It's one city block. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where anyone goes. And there's you, cops everywhere. Yeah. There's 15,000 terrorists. Yeah. But they, they start blowing the fuck up out of these cars. All, all of the cars, except for the one that they steal the rolls yeah. and like actually get away. But like, they're just, I don't even know what kind of weapon they were using. They were just blowing cars the fuck up. Willy. They were shooting at yeah. this point. It was just bullets and yeah. one car exploded. And then that spilled over to the other cars. Okay. So, but yeah, they peel off and stunt their way out with a Rolls Royce. They do. Yeah. Um, and they, and drive they, they drive to, to Robert DeVee's house. house. <laughs> yeah. Cause they're like, well, nobody's here and I know where it is. I, I don't know. Like they don't, they have no idea he's in on this. They're just parked in his, like they're just taking stock and trying to figure out what the hell they're going to do next. Yeah. And they have, you know, giant fancy decanters of, uh, I don't know, whiskey, bourbon, whatever the fuck it is. In the rental car. In yeah, the in a car. rental car. Yeah. I, I guess if you're going to rent a Rolls Royce, you expect copious amounts of liquor to be yeah. inside it. Yeah. For when you're driving. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but he's like, all right, hold on. Uh, I got to go back and like. BRB. Matt, yeah. Matt first is like, oh, well, I guess when in Rome, you know, it just starts <laughs> chugging these, <laughs> chugging whatever yeah, it is. He's monologuing to himself yeah. and doing jokes. And Ken Walls run off and like found a gas can at this guy's house. I, again, I don't know why. Okay. So he comes out with some supplies Mm -hmm. that he kind of tosses into the backseat. And one thing he brings with him is a football. This football never comes into play. Nope. And that fucking pissed me off because at some point I'm like, he's going to fill that football with gasoline and fucking throw it at somebody and it's just going to explode. Now, there are plenty of other football-ish things that he does, but he brings out a fucking foot. Like he purposely gathered this football and brought it out. And it, and it just becomes like this. It's just another one of those dangling things of just like, yeah. oh, man, this. And then that never happens. But this is a weird scene because like Matt Fewer is just complaining about the cost of the car and how much his house costs. Mm-hmm. And Ken Wall is just like, man, I was on a date tonight. I was with a lady. And, and it's just like, you two don't have time for this. You need to fucking man yeah, up. But you this need scene to... is in every mo- movie. I know, like but it's this. it's a it's a weird place to put. I don't know. It just seems like they're not talking about what they should be talking about. They're just bitching about their day. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it kind of ends up being like the only time that we get any real character development out of right. either of them. You yeah, know, Ken it, it's Wall the is time preparing when they... the whole time he's yeah. talking. Oh, sure, to. yeah, because he's, he's dumping out the liquor and yeah. pouring in the gasoline and basically yeah. making you know glass molotov cocktails Mm -hmm. yeah but i think it's also the fact that they haven't really had time to say two words to each other because they've been running away from a fucking 
psychopath in a tank yes. for the last half hour. That is correct. That's Even true. though on Robert Davi's clock, it appears that like six minutes have gone by. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the, the time the, is very uh, off in this world. Right. At, at which soon after that, he's like, all right, forget it. Step up the timetable. Mm-hmm. Because... Well, yeah, once he learns that there's two loose cannons out there. Yes. As he says. And he said, we've wasted 19 minutes of productivity chasing those two motherfuckers around. So just skip ahead. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's when what's her name? Hears the she hears the bulk of that and then is turning to run away. But because she's wearing lady shoes, it's just clanging down this metal hallway. Yeah. She also hears like a boomer gets on the mic on the uh, on the walkie talkie because he took one from one of the guys he killed. It, man, okay, so it's so great when the henchman tells Robert DeVee who it is. He's just like, it's number 12. And it's just like, he just freezes and the music goes, blah. Yeah. Just like, oh man, he's going to be fucking pissed. Yeah, and then he's just like, get those two loose cannons out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but, but so we, got Boomer a, we least, got a loose cannon. We got a two loose cannons. We've yeah. never had two loose cannons. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Boomer takes the opportunity to talk some shit at him over yeah. the thing. He's, he's like, like, I knew you are a piece of shit. Yeah. And he's like, I don't care what you think of me. You're never getting out of this city. Yeah. 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 Well, he tries to, um, he's like, man, you just, you lay down and you play ball with us. Like, you know, you'll never have to worry about another contract Mm -hmm. or your ankle or anything ever again. He's Mm -hmm. like, fuck you. And yeah, like hangs over. Or just on walkie talkies, (laughs) clicks off the walkie talkie (laughs) dramatically. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. But but then he he turns off the squelch. Yeah. It's when he tells the other guy, he's like, all right, make sure you kill him. Mm -hmm. That's when she's like, oh shit. And runs away. And he hears her Mm -hmm. and has to chase her through these hallways. Yep. Even yeah. though she's and she's wearing high heels the whole time, which I mean bad. Not to get all Jurassic World on it, but take the high heels off, lady. Yeah, you probably should. Like especially when you're trying to sneak around. Yeah. Well, it, this this whole scene is funny because it, it keeps seeming seeming like she's going to get away cuz like he, he asked for a gun and then like guy goes like your gun he's like no it's stun gun yeah which is like the Idiot. old stun baton like you know it's not yeah. like you know we didn't have like the taser guns back then or whatever mm-hmm. yeah um shock stick yeah so like he's chasing her like sort of like he's just kind of moseying to catch her and she's running frantically and um he catches up with her at one point and then like has an asthma attack and then she's just like, oh, well, I'm going to I'm going to escape now and <laughs> turns and turns and goes through this door. And immediately, like, there's a railing there down into like these death fans. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, like, she stumbles and like almost falls over and then shuts the door behind her. And then her plan is I, this is I, a staple of every large hotel, by the way. Yeah. To have this spinning it's, it's death fans. giant spinning death fans yeah. that you can just literally with minimal stumble railing into. above. <laughs> right. But she should failed. <laughs> she takes off like the scarf thing or whatever she was wearing and throws it into the fan. And then apparently like jungle gym down underneath the, the walkway and it's just hanging there. So Robert DeVee walks in and sees the scarf and is like, oh, well, I guess that sucks or, or blows. I don't know which way the fans were going. Um, but and then, and then just like, all right, well, I guess she's dead. And then turns and, you know, we see her hanging underneath and then she just with very little effort, just climbs back up. I'm like, wow, you know, good on you for yeah. not skipping upper body on the gym yeah. days, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But she, you know, goes through the door and is just creeping down the hallway and Robert V is like, sneaks up right behind her mm-hmm. and it's just like, hey, zap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. So. And she wakes up 
in a bed like literally and, 45 seconds later and then they have like lots of puns like i always knew there was some electricity behind it between us <laughs> yeah they're both doing it to each other and you're yeah. just like the fuck are you two doing <laughs> yeah, and, and, why, why are you playing along with his puns <laughs> yeah she says what's 120,000 volts between friends yeah you know, it's just like what yeah, yeah. yeah. it's just like you two stop it <laughs> yeah at least she finally stops and just like every time he says something she's he's like she's like fuck you yeah. <laughs> like at a certain point she's just like everything he says like, fuck you yeah <laughs> yeah okay so Back in the in the roles in Robert in Robert V's yard, basically. So there's something I want to point out about this movie that's really strange is that occasionally language has been dubbed over, mm-hmm. but not to where it was like, let's make this PG-13 or anything. It's just for some reason, there are certain times when they dub over very explicit language with something stupid. I, this was that time period where they instituted NC-17, and there was probably some dumb rule. It was like, oh, you said fuck too many times, we're going to make it NC-17. Maybe. I mean, seriously, like, I, the, but, this was right around the time period where they came up with that rating. But here's what I started to pick up on, was that whenever there was language that was besmirching the good name of Beverly Hills, hmm. they would dub over that. So oh. instead of saying like fucking Beverly Hills, they would say fabulous Beverly Hills or mm. it, it was weird. Like whenever it was supposed to be about something in the city, they would dub over the language. Yeah. OK. But this was also one of those movies where like the dubbing was very clear. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because there are certain lines like where someone's running away and then like the line in between the other two lines was like, uh, that's a different session. Completely. Yeah. yeah. Like nobody mastered it at all. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway. They're just like, all right, let's go. Yeah. Let's and just go. <laughs> their plan. Granted, he's a football quarterback, so this makes sense. Mm-hmm. But their plan is just to drive up to cop barricades and throw Molotov cocktails at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They drive to the main barricade. Heavily armed, <laughs> like, cop yeah. barricades. Yeah. And they just like kind of. These men have machine guns. Not not just not just like your service revolver. No. These guys are like, all right. Yeah, we they're are, armed. We're armed. Yeah. So they drive up to the main one and throw one and like a couple of dudes jump out of the way. But then, you know, Alexander Gudinoff shows up in mm-hmm. his, you know, his his machine gunned Nissan truck. Yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> Nissan trucks with with machine guns yeah. on the back. So they toss one into the, the back of that truck, which almost sets well, that dude on fire. Before that, like I, I have to point out Matt Furrier's fantastic line when they're getting back in the car. They're like, we're going to go do this. He goes, man, I can't wait to see the look on their faces when we die. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. That is the one that is the one thing he says in this movie that legit hits. Like he, there's a lot of jokes where it's just like, dude, shut up. Yeah. But yes. <laughs> I can't wait to see their faces when we die. <laughs> At least he recognizes their plan is really stupid. Yeah, it's, it's pretty dumb. Yeah. And the yeah. thing is, they keep going back to it. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because they like they light him on fire, and and he's like, he, you know, he gets his ticket to Burning Man and jumps off, and his legs are all on fire, yeah. and they put him out with very handy fire extinguishers. They have everything they need. Yeah. They they, they are the most prepared city heist team They're ever the boy scouts of yeah. heists <laughs> but but they take off after them and he chucks one on this on this cop car that just it like it explodes on the hood but yeah. then like they hit the, they hit the bottom of that car with a ram mm-hmm. and that thing fucking flips and blows up yeah yep there's another one that that just gets ramped up over something else mm-hmm. because they threw a molotov at it but yeah. i think it's at this point like They've kind of like gone around like just fucking with people, like throwing these Molotovs, and it's like I don't know what your plan is. But then, <laughs> Branscombe is like, "Fuck this shit! Hand me my flamethrower." 
Yeah. yeah. He gets on the back of it like one of those EPA like four by fours, probably a Jeep Renegade. And mm-hmm. um yep. and is like oh driving around with this flamethrower like he's the fucking like guy from Mad Max. Just yeah. like the doof warrior. Yeah, the doof, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it's literally just like it, it doesn't have an off button. No, it's just once you fire it, that's it. <laughs> so like they drive into a parking garage and Ken Wall's just like Oh, we don't have anything left. I'm just going to dump this gasoline. And he's just spraying gasoline everywhere. So as they're driving by with this flamethrower on full blast, everything's getting lit on fire, well, yeah. including like their helper police car buddies. And they're driving <laughs> on a rim because their their mm-hmm. back right tire has been shot out completely. So they're throwing sparks everywhere already. That's that's also because like at some point they perfectly hit a van and ramped and jumped mm-hmm. a ridiculously long distance in this that's right. giant heavy-ass Rolls yeah. Royce, which I, I like that between one... You know, Molotoving of the police barricades to the other one. They're like, somebody tell me if you see that Rolls Royce. There's that fucking Rolls Royce. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's this, like, somebody gives, there's like, there's one dude, like, at one, like, one of the dirty cops at one of the barricades who's just, like, really into his line reads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, there's that fucking Rolls Royce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But yes, that they ended up in parking garage. And, he is just flamethrowing the walls of this parking garage for like no good reason. No, he can't turn it off. Yeah, yeah he just he fucks up one of the cop cars yeah. that yeah. ends up crashing in front of him because yeah, he lit it on fire. Yeah. <laughs> He's like the dude in Grandma's Boy, just can't stop. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... Yep. But eventually they get to the top and and he's lit the front their hood on fire. Mm-hmm. And Matt Frewer's like, I can't see. I can't anything. see <laughs> the car's and on fire. <laughs> they b- blow through the wall on the top of this parking garage. Yep. And apparently land on the building next to it, mm-hmm. to which the car promptly stops, yep. but then falls through the roof. Yep. And, and then, then and then they're sitting there and they're like, and the car starts shaking again. And you're like, is there another level to this? I sure hope so. Ah, they fall through out of another level yeah. and end up at a sushi restaurant. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like a, like a fancy, one of those fancy ass sushi restaurants with the little floating trays and everything. Quite fancy. Um, it's also at this point, both the sprinkler system comes on. And the car explodes. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's because yeah. like, well, the car doesn't explode until Branscom like comes around the corner and like opens the door, yeah. and they're they're hiding like they go hide in the bathroom or well, something. Well, the thing is, when they get out, they try and put the fire out first. Yes, they, they do. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, it was like a f- with the with the sprinkler system on. Yeah. and this is not what you need to be concentrating like, on. <laughs> no, like fuck Dude, that car. You, you've, you've lost your priorities. I mean, I know it's a ni- it was a nice car until you guys got a hold of it. Yeah. But yes, car was clean before they arrived. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so they, they hide in the back room. Branskin comes in and sees the car blow up. Right. Yeah, and immediately radio's like, oh, they're toast. <laughs> yeah. The quarterback, the quarterback is, is toast. toast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just it just came. Yeah. <laughs> it just popped in my head. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but they all immediately assume. They're just like, oh, yeah, oh man, he fucking dead. hey boss, he fucking blew up. That's it, yeah, man. Yeah, Game over. <laughs> Let me collect my bonus. Yeah, now. they're like number twelve's been eliminated. <laughs> Or does he say number 12's been sacked? No, <laughs> something like that. Or was that us? Yeah, yeah I think it was us. That might yeah. have been us. Yeah. Quarter nice nice catch, Blanco Nino. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad your ass got exploded. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep. But yeah, so they're just like, yep, they're clearly dead. Bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they leave. Mm-hmm. And then he comes back out and is still trying to ex- like extinguish the car. It's like, yeah, it's over, dude. Yeah, All dude, the gas is gone. Let it go. Just let it go. Ken Wall has seen on the wall that mm-hmm. there is... A display of oh Ken Wall, so like Wall, yes, he saw. It's on the similar wall. to Wall. I mean, yeah, I've heard that. 
<laughs> but yes, sorry. I, I've read the IMDb trivia too. Yeah, it's all the dumbest trivia entry <laughs> in the history of dumb trivia entries. Which I encourage any listeners to go look up mm-hmm. on IMDb, and you will know which one it is when it discusses walls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. But anyway, yes, yes, he picks up a a display of ninja stars, mm-hmm. a, a tasteful display of ninja stars <laughs> right, from and, the wall, and carefully carries it out of this building into a separate building. Yes, because they're running around trying to find another place mm-hmm. to hide. He's like, and, "Oh, the door's open." They, yeah, they're they're running down the street and they're just like, "In here, this door's open." <laughs> Go in there, like the guys. All the doors are open. They've been yeah. ransacking. They've this been place. ransacking and blowing up yeah. every building they get near. Yeah. yeah. So they go inside and he's just like, I'm going to smash this and start collecting these. And he's like, ow, they're pointy. And so he smashes another display and pulls, gets a purse out of it and just loads up this purse. Yeah. And the was like, why do you need a purse? Yeah. And he's like, carry these ninja stars. <laughs> and then on the way out, hands it to Matt Fjord to carry. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And they get outside and he's just like, it's not long. Yeah. <laughs> well, he misses. He whists on the first one because this cop car comes up and he's like, "I'm gonna ninja star." It just ends up twing into the door. Into and it's like, door. "Oh, yeah. well, that didn't work." And yeah. then, and then it's like, "Well, I just need one practice throw." Because after that, it's like ninja star to the head, ninja star to the head. <laughs> no, there's ninja one star guy. The head. There's one guy shooting. Like, like there's one guy driving, and the other guy's shooting out of the car. Yep. And he goes, <laughs> and then the, they cut to the guy coming back into the car, going, "Ah!" <laughs> <laughs> Because it's kind of interesting. Yeah, he just didn't want to. He whipped on the first one. He started out of this guy's hand, and somehow this guy is screaming about his hand. That's pretty good. Yeah. This guy screaming about his hand, having a ninja start in it, causes the driver to flip the car and crash it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> like I, we're we're really underselling underselling the stunt spectacular nature oh, of this movie. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, it really it's, is. You know, I mean, it makes more sense once you realize they just blew up a styrofoam city. But oh. it it sure as hell looks good. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's re- it's amazing. Uh, but yeah, he's ninja starring dudes, and eventually just runs out. I guess. Yeah, he's. But, but I mean, they are like ninja star. He's ninja starring drivers. And the cars are literally flipping over them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, because they're like hiding behind a column. And then, you know, whoosh, and you just see this car careen over them. Mm-hmm. And there's one where it's it's rolling behind them yeah. into the building. And it's the two actors. Mm-hmm. I'm almost positive. Yeah. And it's like, holy shit, you guys. Well, it looked like they killed Matt Frewer in that first initial, like the SWAT uh, tank going through his house. Yeah. Because like. It looked like he got tagged by the door as it came exploding off the wall. Yeah. Like, bad. Yeah. But. Movie magic. Yeah. He's okay. Probably. If not, he's. I believe he's okay. I've seen him. If not, he'll become a computer hologram with just his head. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's it's not long after this that just Matt Fewer straight up gets shot. Yeah, because at this point, the Branscombe has just like, fuck you guys. Mm -hmm. And he's got, it looks like kind of like a shotgun. Yeah. But. It's firing like extremely long distances and hitting because mm-hmm. he's like shooting stuff behind them. And eventually he shoots Matt Furrer, who just they him both... getting shot tackles Ken Wall, yeah. which defenestrates them both through a window. Right. Yep. yep. And so they're laying on the ground. And, you know, we know that Ken Wall's still alive, of right. course. And he's he's faking. Mm-hmm. And that's when the uh, the shady security guy from the beginning mm-hmm. is like, we got him this time. I want to go. Gonna, I want to go make sure. Yeah, yeah, I made this little something special for you. <laughs> like he's like, I've been waiting to use this all night. <laughs> yeah. He's literally got like a little C four pack. Yeah, yeah. And, and he just, goes, 
Now your nickname is really going to make sense, <laughs> Boomer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tosses us on the ground. Of course, he wakes up and like we all called it like except for the fact that he doesn't say anything. But he wakes up. This good dude is like, well, that's all I need to do is drop this 20 second bomb in here and take <laughs> off in my car. And he casually casually takes <laughs> off in his car. And like, of course, Ken Wall stands up, grabs this thing and it's just like looks at this, the seconds ticking down. Mm-hmm. And I guess he's like waiting for the timer to be the certain amount of time. Yeah. Right. Because he, you know, hail marries it into the back of this guy's truck to which he's like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, he <yeah>. goes, boomer. <laughs> yep. And his truck explodes. Yep. Yeah, and uh, it's at this point that Matt Fewer or no, uh, Ken Wallace picked up Matt Fewer and is just hauling him down the street because mm-hmm. Matt Fewer is dead. I mean, that guy's dead. Yeah, <laughs> and and Branscombe's like, boomer. Yeah, because he's like, because he tried to radio the other guy and he's like, what happened? And yeah. he saw the explosion. It's like, oh, you killed my friend. Fucking fourth and, quarter time. And now. just <laughs> real quick, speaking of explosions, mm-hmm. I like that at one point there's a cop who's like. It's EPA testing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't yeah. mind all the explosions. Oh, yeah. We're just testing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> testing the chemicals. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about all these explosions. Yeah. And the cops are like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that seems like a thing the EPA would <laughs> Checks yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> I saw him do it on TV yeah. once. It's the Explosive Protection Agency, <laughs> right? Yeah. But, yeah, but Branscombe knows yeah. that it's not the EPA making that explosion. No. Mm-hmm. It was goddamn Ken Wall. Yeah. And and he's just stalking down the street, and he just he's down to like he has one of those like collapsible baton things, but yeah. with a with a knife on the end. Yeah. Yep. So like he's just like walking towards him, and it goes, and like he's he's right behind him. Like he could have easily gotten the jump on him. Yeah. yeah. But no, he's just like boomer. Yeah. And like hits the button, and this thing extends out, and so he's yeah. like, <sighs> and it gives Ken Wall the opportunity to put dead Matt Frewer down on the ground. And, yeah. then, and then he's like, he's um, like, say something, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Man, like, I had a rough day. Did you see that play I made? And he's like, I don't watch football. Yeah. And I so, hate football. Yeah. And so, like, when he's, like, putting Matt Frewer down, he's like, he's like, there's just convenient giant rock sitting there. I mean, yeah. I guess there would be a lot of rubble after yes. all this. But <laughs> he just, like, picks it up and, like, turns and, like, in one shot just goes whop, like right between the eyes and, and clocks this dude and he goes like I hate guys who hate football yep, yep. <laughs> yeah and that's, that's how he takes him out yeah. that's what kills him a rock to the face because mm-hmm. you see him for a second kind of do the like I'm gonna get back up no dead mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course you're waiting for the rest of the movie for the Alexander Gudinoff bit where he nope. shows back up during the you know the paramedic finale no, he's fucking dead. <laughs> That's yeah. it for him. Yeah. And meanwhile, with Robert Dovey's storyline, mm-hmm. he's taken her and he's been taking her the whole time. He, he's like got put her in the back of the, the ambulance that they're taking out to his house, yes. mm-hmm. which the, the final phase was the wall. Right. Yeah. He had some mural thing that was like yeah. super like worth well, worth a billion dollars, apparently yeah, like well, in his lobby. Throughout the whole movie, you've seen this crew outside of the Beverly Hills Bank. Mm-hmm. And they've been just working on opening this outer wall of the bank. And you're like, okay, they're going to break through the wall and get all the money. Well, they finally cut it open and get it out and pull it back on a truck and spin the wall around. And you see it's this mural. Mm-hmm. And the cop is just like, man, I've never been this close to a billion dollars before. <laughs> and their plan is, is they're going to take this thing, which belongs to Robert DeVee anyway, by yeah. the way. Yes. And bury it in his own yard. Mm-hmm. Like he has a... Mm-hmm pre-planned like dug up area with like fake grass and you know boarding and everything that he's going to board this thing up under his own yard yeah. and then claim the insurance on it yeah mm-hmm. 
Because he keeps, yeah, he's, he's taunting been, he's what's been her name, detailing her, his whole plan to yeah. Laura mm-hmm. the whole time, and yeah. he's like, "I'm disappointed that you haven't figured out exactly what I'm doing." She's like, "I don't know, you're evil and dumb," yeah. and he's yeah, like, he, "Yeah, well, okay, here's what I'm doing. I'm going to get all the insurance for this." And he's she's like, just "Or like, you know what? I'll I'll just make him a bargain that they could make me the CEO of your dad's insurance company, and yeah. they don't have to pay me a dime. Yeah, and, be a bargain and, for them." And she's just like, eh, "Fuck you." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because they go inside, and and he's just like. Oh, he also said, he's basically like, so you're going to marry me, right? And yeah. she's like, uh, excuse me, what the fuck? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> he's like, I told uh, you everything. What did you just say? Yeah. yeah. And spouse can't testify, testify against their husband. And she's basically like, so it's the marriage altar or my funeral? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, pretty much. And she's like, just so I know my options. <laughs> exactly how would you kill me? And he just casually, like, he's got, you know, ornamental weapons all over the wall yep. and he he walks over and just elbows this one and he's got the fucking joffrey crossbow yep. from game of thrones he's like <laughs> i'm gonna crossbow you yeah you know yeah, just, right through the heart right to yeah. the heart just like you did me and she's like gulp <laughs> and then she's just basically like just go ahead and do it because mm-hmm. i'm never gonna marry your dumb ass <laughs> yeah and which uh, at this point mm-hmm. is when ken wall and matt Frewer. But Matt Frewer's alive, by the way. Yeah. yeah. And, and oh, I'm glad I was they, wearing that bulletproof yeah, vest. 80 yard in. 80 yard in. Yes, they're running away because he's bleeding from whatever wound he's gotten. Mm, yeah. But yeah, he's, yeah, they, he's they, just. They do eat him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he does get the dewy big time. Yeah. But they put them in the SWAT van. Yeah. Because they, which, they pulled it out of the pool. Yeah. And it's been lurking yeah. around. They used it to pull the wall off the, yeah. the bank. But they use this to rampage over, like, through his fountain. Yeah, fuck his yard. Up into his front door. Yes. Right into the entryway. Yep. <laughs> and then I love that, like, one guy's like, I got this, and he goes running at the tank, and then, again, just another, like, clang as yep. he opens the door into this yep. dude's face. <laughs> yep. I just... I. I want to be. I, I don't want to be that guy. I just like I want to be somewhere sometime where there's that guy. Like I've got this. I'll fight the t- tanks single handedly. Clang. Yep. <laughs> like you fucking dumbass. Yeah. yeah. But they come in and they both. He Robert Devi and and Ken Wall talk some shit at each other for a second and Devi fires the crossbow and Kenwell dodges it. Yeah, he just kind of ducks and you just see well, this, this arrow thing, just gingerly yeah. go I was going to say this thing's like ancient. I was going to say it comes out like a fucking Nerf gun. Like, yeah. You know, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't like a Matrix move. It was yeah. just like oh, that was lame. Yeah. It's yeah. like when the rubber band is too big for your rubber band gun and it kind of yeah. shoots but it just goes <laughs> <laughs> check, out, <laughs> check out this man bolt over here. <laughs> yep. And then yeah. they just get in a kind of boring tackle fight. Yeah, they do just kind of start rolling around for a little bit. It's kind of yeah. a realistic fight in it that is. regard, in that it's just like you're just grabbing the guy and you don't want Except to... Except Robert DeVee's kind of winning by choking him. Oh, to yeah. Which, oh, yeah, eventually he gets Because, him. all right, so he also has one of those fancy, like, um, air-compressed, like, wine uh, bottle, wine bottle things. Yeah. And so, like, he had done that, like, when he was like, oh, you're going to marry me and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you see Ken Wall, like, reach over behind him and grab this thing and basically jam it into his lungs and hit the button. He does hit the button. So, which is, so you're, psst, and it's I like, guess extra kills a dude with asthma. Is that what the asthma thing was I, all about? Cause I think it would kill me too. <laughs> it, it probably would. Yeah. yeah. So the whole fucking asthma thing had nothing to do with anything. Well, uh, uh, it probably didn't help, you know, like <laughs> it was just, it was poetic justice. Yeah. So. Okay. Sure. Right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just like, the second death in a row at the end of this movie, you're just like, wait, that's it? That's yeah. what, that's what you did? Yep. <sighs> but then he, he just kind of takes her and kisses her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, been that. Uh, we got two yeah. hours yeah, left. Yeah, we got two <laughs> hours left. And a couple more hours yeah. left on our contract. And yeah. I'm just thinking, she's got to be like, man, you smell like gasoline and ninja stars. <laughs> 
and you've got blood all over you from yeah. Matt Fuhrer, who is not injured at all somehow. Yep. Yeah, and he's just like, I gotta turn myself in. I can't live with this. And Ken Wall's just like, dude, shut the fuck up. Yeah, everyone who knew about it's dead. Yeah, we killed like, all of them. He's like, how about this? You know where they stashed everything? He's like, yeah, I have some pretty good ideas. And he's like, you know how much money insurance will pay to get the property back? And he's like, you always talked about being rich, right? Mm-hmm. Get this fucker out of here. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Because, yeah, and then there's like over the credit sequence where he's having his come play with boomer days with the kids and Matt Furrer drives up in a vet or something. And yeah, you know, it's just like, and all the kids and all the, like, him go and, get him. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, not me. Yeah. yeah. It ends abruptly. It does. Mm-hmm. It's just like, nah, get out. <laughs> he hey, killed that guy. All the, de- all the bad people are dead. Yeah. Move on. Well, yes. Also, you saw the LAP actual L- LAPD rolling into yeah. arresting everybody. Yeah. So they're like, we got this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Movie's yeah. over. Sure is. Mm hmm. Yeah, uh, no Stargroves, but man, if there was a song in 1990, it's probably in this movie. The soundtrack is awesome. Yeah, and it's Jan Hammer is does the score, but I could not tell you where the score shows up. It's yeah, because it's so action scenes music, are cued yeah. to like Janet Jackson's "Black Cat," which yeah. I have not thought about in 25 years, even though that song was literally everywhere in yeah. 1990 and 1991. And that song fucking rules, and it's used well here. Yep. Yeah, there's, there's, it's there's used Faith during no the more, garage. Faith no more's epic. Yes. That, 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 that works. Awesome. Yeah. Was that during the Ninja Star scene? I think it might have been. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was towards... It was definitely It was definitely during the stunt spectacular at the end where the cars were flipping around and yeah. crashing into buildings oh. and shit. Oh, man. Yeah, I but, mean, it's, but no it's a star drove. No, no star drove. Yeah. But special mention, that's a fucking killer soundtrack yeah like especially of that era mm-hmm. how how did this movie get that soundtrack like how i don't know did, you're asking me I well, just, I mean, I, well it was an mgm movie maybe they were all in the mgm music license I don't know. you know mm-hmm. like sometimes they allowed to do that uh, it's easier it's weird but yeah it's a banger of a soundtrack so yeah no star grove ratings however actual ratings yeah mm-hmm. I can go. Okay. Go for it. Uh, five jocks. I mean, it's a fucking no brainer. <laughs> I mean, there is so much shit that explodes in this goddamn movie. Yeah. I mean, I think we talked about enough about it. It's a fucking five jocks here. It's yeah. Okay. I mean, it's, it's got dangling plot problems, but I don't care. Shit exploded. And you know what? And then when I was tired of shit exploding, more shit exploded. That's true. Then yeah. the shit exploded. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I can't defend it other than like, it's fucking awesome. And it's, mm-hmm. It's stupid at times, and it's weird, and it's got some broken, dangling threads that don't go anywhere. But I don't, I don't give a shit. It's it's our brand of stupid. It really is. It, it's like so earnest in like just being like, you know what? We're just doing a bunch of crazy shit, and, and, and honestly, and stunts they're going to happen. We, we we might not even explain why the hell they're happening, yeah. but there are stunts happening. People, and, and honestly, this is this might be the best diehard knockoff movie I've ever seen. I'm not joking. Like, I mean, I've seen ones with three, four, five times the budget that weren't as good as this. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, yeah. Under Siege is like sucks compared to this. Like, yes. sucks yes. ass. I mean, yes. plus it's Steven Seagal, <laughs> so it sucks even more ass. But I'm just saying, like, it. I've seen so many diehard knockoffs. This is one of the craziest ones I've ever seen. And man, if if you're a fan of like the stupid. I don't even know what you want to call it. It's not Chekhov's gun, but it's like Chekhov's skill. The the, the gymnastics <laughs> in, in Lost World, like that, like where it's just like, hey, this guy plays football. How many dumb football things can we make him do to get out of these situations? Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of them. Yeah. 
It's like it always comes up and it's always effective. Yeah. yeah and the only time he shoots a gun is like when he's in the back of the car. Oh, and he's just <laughs> shooting it wrong. He's yeah. like shooting through the ceiling. Yeah. It's it's when dudes, it's in the parking garage when he's getting flamethrower to death. He's yeah. just yeah. like, all right, I, I, we're out of gas. I got the gun and then just starts firing it like an idiot. Like, I can't stop shooting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. It's definitely a bad movie, but it's a fucking great bad movie. It is the epitome of what we want. Yep. I, I went back and forth between a four and a five. Because and the four is solely because the deaths are kind of eh, and it's also like a lot of the action scenes are the same action scene. Like mm-hmm. they're gonna drive up and throw a Molotov at somebody and then get chased away. But you know what? That scene's pretty fucking good. And them getting chased by a tank and just having houses, full houses, detonate behind them. Yeah, like, like not explode, detonate. Just yeah, it's a five. Yeah, mm-hmm. I. I, I I have to go with five because we, we were just like laughing with glee at mm-hmm. some of the dumb like and that dude getting taken out by the by the dummy mm-hmm. by the Alzado dummy. Yeah. Like yeah. the way like the way that dude gets knocked out that window is one of the more painful looking defenestrations we've seen. And it's great. Plus, there's there's flamethrower face. Like, I don't think yeah. we ever had flamethrower face, but there's a point where he's like, yeah, he's hitting his stride where it's like, I'm not taking my finger off this flamethrower trigger. And it's just like, Yep. Yeah. It's yeah. good. Yeah, I went I went back and forth too between four and a five, and the the dangling plot holes really, really, really bug me. Like more than they should. But if I think about it, if I really think about it, any two things in this movie, if they were in any other movie, we would be like, oh man, five jocks. Mm-hmm. A house exploding and driving that thing through one wall, let alone 37 walls, would be like, oh, man, fuck, this This is exactly what we want. Five jocks. Well, it happens 1,800 times in this movie, and they blow up a fake Rodeo Drive that I could have sworn was the actual Rodeo Drive. So, yeah, five jocks. It's it's big and loud and dumb, and the soundtrack fucking rocks. And And special award to Ken Wall's mullet. It fucking sachets all over the place when he's running like 75% of his hair doesn't even, move even when it's wet from the jacuzzi yeah it still looks great yeah that's a fucking mullet right there it's it's real good it so. kind of makes me want like Ken Wall in more movies like this yeah but th- this is kind of the only one yeah. really I mean there's another Ken Wall movie that we're going to do here shortly so yeah welcome to the show Ken Wall <laughs> now yeah. we will complete your filmography but yeah just as far as like he, did, he didn't do a lot. Yeah, it's just a shame as far as like the actual making of the movie. It was made in 1989 for Orion, and then Orion just went to shit somehow. Yeah. And they didn't, and I think it was Columbia eventually bought it and released it in 1991. Mm-hmm. And like nobody saw it whatsoever. Yeah. And that's insane. Yeah. I mean, that like Harlow was saying, this is, you look at all the, the diehard knockoffs, and this one is just like, not only was it a year after Die Hard, which means, man, they struck when the iron was hot. Yeah. They fucking had the budget to go all out and do something rad. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's kind of the antithesis of Die Hard in that Die Hard is an amazingly well thought out plotted movie. And this is just dumb point A to point B bullshit. But mm-hmm. if you just want shit blowing up and a bad guy or and a good guy doing whatever it takes to, to get shit done. Mm-hmm. This is your movie right here. So. I, also, I also appreciate just how much overacting there is but on, like on the bad guy side yeah like, yeah there's just so many dudes just like this is my moment yeah they're all 100 percent in on this scheme mm-hmm. and 
it's a it's a it almost works. Yep. <laughs> it's so well coordinated. It's an, it's it's like the '90s version of the um, Olympus has fallen. Yeah. It, it's it's almost that level of yeah. plot of just like this is fucking insane. Like you have 800 contingencies set up for this. It's yeah. insane. So I mean, just think about it. you got like dudes blowing up, and then you have dudes getting killed with ninja stars. Yeah, in the same movie. Yes, and because. Only because the dude who's throwing the ninja stars is a quarterback. That's the yeah. only reason they're so effective and accurate is because he's a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like you can just fucking throw anything. Watch this, man. <laughs> I've never seen these before. But I do appreciate that he never gets good with a gun. He's a shuriken mm-hmm. wall. God fucking damn it. <laughs> uh, That's break worthy. Yeah, let's take a break. sedate second half yeah. Yeah. ninth we anniversary some, chat we have some movies to talk about yeah let's talk about movies uh where do we want to start i guess with the newest movie yeah okay let's do that all right so chuck and i watched a little netflix well what became a little netflix venture uh-huh. called mute mute yeah um the follow-up duncan jones well i don't know follow-up to it, all right it's set in the moon, moon universe but, absolutely but he's, made, he's made a couple other movies in between yeah so um yeah not getting the best reviews by and large. Nope. Uh, Definitely not. I will just say this. I I thought the movie was really good. It's not Moon. Um, no, it isn't. But I and look, I you know everyone everyone is entitled to their opinion. So maybe I'm projecting a little bit. But I I feel like this is one of those cases where people confuse subject matter with quality of movie mm-hmm. and. It's like, I, do you know if it's really a bad movie or do you just, does it make you uncomfortable? Because there's plenty in this movie to make you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, to me, that's like, that doesn't mean it's a bad movie. Like, you know, there's, there's a difference between mm-hmm. poorly made movie and, uh, you know, so a subject matter that you are either a uncomfortable with or not interesting to you. Mm-hmm. Well, um, yeah, just, just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's bad. Right. Yeah. And then, and, and part of me questions that because it's like, I, I feel like people are being like I am to something like The Master, where it's like, I can look at it and go, obviously, that's a masterfully made movie, no pun intended, mm-hmm. but I don't ever want to see it ever again in my life, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, and, and this is not that level of, of filmmaker either, I don't think. Um, yeah. I, I, I it, it is a strange, like, water cooler pitch for this movie. I mean, yeah. I think because, like, I think it's one of those things, like, it's also one of those things like if, if someone goes, well, what is that movie about? And someone does the, you know, two or three sentence water cooler pitch. You're like, well, that sounds fucking stupid. I'm going to go watch that with that in my head and I'm never going to overcome that. Yeah. So. See, I, I managed to avoid everything about this. Like all I needed to know was Duncan Jones, maybe in the moon universe and was just like, yeah, I'll watch that. That sounds good to yeah. me. Mm-hmm. All I still know is that Paul Red's in it and there's an Amish mute guy. Yeah. In yeah. the future. Yeah. 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 Um. So going into it completely cold, and really all I knew was that everyone was just shitting on it. I came away from it and I was like, okay. Storyline wise, beat for beat, I think this movie is kind of a mess. 
Um, it doesn't tie all. It does. It doesn't connect the dots like it should. Like there's a there there's a revelation in the movie. I'll say where it's just like it took me about five minutes to really realize. Wait, that's what we're doing. That's what this is. That's what's happened here. That doesn't seem right because it doesn't seem to fit the characters that we've been presented with. It, mm-hmm. It's just. The, the thing that the movie wants to have come together at the end doesn't feel like it clicks. I get where it was going. And by the end end of it, I'm like, all right with it. But it just never feels like it gels the way it should. And I don't know if maybe that's I don't know if like once this became like a Netflix thing, I don't know how hands on they are like with creatively. And I'm starting to wonder if maybe not having studio execs mess with a movie is actually bad. Like if you just let someone do their thing, if that's bad, Mm -hmm. like I know I've always railed on just like, Hey man, stop fucking with the art, you know, just let the artist make their art. But Mm -hmm. sometimes you need someone to come in and go, nah, cut that. That doesn't make sense. Nah, rearrange this because that you're not conveying exactly what I want you to convey there. Yeah. Um, Well, and it's, it's easy to get too close to your babies. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yes. And he had like, this has been a prep, project of his for like 20 years like mm-hmm. this has been a thing he was just like i have to make this movie one day so i i i liked it i liked watching it i would watch it again i don't understand this this is the third netflix movie in a row where the entire universe has shit on it and i've been like i don't understand what's wrong with you people like like bright has its problems that we clearly went over but i still think bright is probably worth watching at least once that's not a one-star movie Mm-hmm. Um, it, Cloverfield I've seen twice now and I'm just like I don't fucking get what anyone hates about this movie this movie's fine it's dumb but it's, it's disappointing fine. but sure it's not. It, yeah but I mean it's like it's still kind of cool and anyone who says that movie looks like garbage can fuck off yeah I that complaint will yeah I don't know what you I, want look, out I, of a movie part of me all right like it's only because I've also been side watching uh the new series season of Black Mirror mm-hmm. um and I, I go checking out because like sometimes I'm curious just because I, I an episode will start and I'm like I, I, I'm like I think I know who directed this like mm-hmm. there's like a look to it or something like that and I'm and I go to check it and I'm constantly amazed at like who decides on IMDb or whatever what is a bad episode of, of Black Beer mm-hmm. and then like usually when they're over I'm kind of like that's your lowest rated episode this season yeah like I I, I just feel like the the Netflix model of passively consuming these things with with little to no effort required to viewing them mm-hmm. is just bringing in people are like meh with everything like yeah i push play and i sat there on my phone and i like okay so for example it granted it is not the best episode of the season but like the there's one episode of black mirror the season that's in black and white mm-hmm. and like it was really low rated compared to the other ones and i was like and i watched it and i was like why why mm-hmm. like and, and I and I can't help but just think about stupid things I've heard people younger than me say, like people that just hate black and white, right. period. Right. Like, it doesn't matter what it is, like just black and white, that's old, mm. fuck that shit. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, and part of me is just like, is that it? Like, I mean, I, I just feel like everyone's this like armchair quarterback now mm-hmm. in, a, in a in a in a system where you, it takes no effort to view or, you know pay attention to a thing yeah you know and it's like everyone has this strong opinions it's like were you even watching it Mm -hmm. like at all like i just know people that like quarter mirror it on their pc while they're 
doing five other oh, yeah. things, you know, and it's like, did you really appreciate this at all? Like, yeah. I, I don't know. And like, I just feel like there's something to be said about going to a theater where it's a singular experience where I'm sitting and I'm engaged with this thing. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like nine times out of 10, that tends to bring higher ratings unless it's just something that there's that group think universe thing where it's like, nope, fuck that thing. And I will find reasons why it sucks. Yeah. You know, but see, like, so, I mean, I checked after I watched it, check the consensus of this movie on letterbox. And there are, I follow people who I guess would be considered film Twitter and that kind of group of, you know, mm-hmm. the higher, you know, just whatever. But like, I keep seeing all these like half star and one star reviews of mute. And I'm like, not in my wildest dreams, not in anyone, anyone's wildest dreams. Could you just look at that movie and come away from it and go, that's fucking trash. Yeah, I mean, aesthetics alone are worth a star or two. Absolutely. You know, the like, movie. Okay, so like when you guys talked about Blade Runner 2049, I sat here and stayed silent because I didn't like Blade Runner 2049 at all. I mm-hmm. couldn't stand it. I would almost say I hated it, but not even going to go that far. But I would never in a million years say it's a one star movie. That movie's fucking gorgeous. Mm-hmm. That is an amazing movie to look at. And that's the one thing I pull from it is that. That movie looks fucking amazing, and I'm thrilled that Roger Deakins finally got his cinematography Oscar yes. for it. So, even even as much as I would never watch Blade Runner again, I if anyone asked me to say something good about Blade Runner, I would say that movie is fucking gorgeous, and it's not a waste of time to watch. Mute is the same way. It has created this universe that is fascinating. Like, the little details throughout this movie are amazingly well thought out, and it's like, conceptually alone... I, 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 it's one of those things where it's just like, you guys must have prepped this movie for years. Like, how did mm-hmm. you, it's, it's incredible. And, and so much of it is seamless too. I mean, like the effects, they're obviously very digital, but it's just like, I would have never thought to do this. Like, this is impressive as shit. I just, no. I, I just, I can't fathom how people are just like one star, man, that movie can suck a fuck. You know, I, it's like, I think we've reached the point where it's basically that so many people, movies were either one star or five star. Yeah, I, just, I hated it or I loved it, I and it. there's no like that was all right. It just feels like that middle ground keeps eroding away. Yeah, and people feel like if you just go, that's all right. That means nobody's listening to you talk about it. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and like no, you got to hear my take on this. Yeah, you know. So yeah. I, I yeah, I mean, I'm not five starring that movie. I mean, no, no, I would if if I were grading it solely on aesthetics. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that movie looks amazing and. 4k hdr and all that shit you know mm-hmm. it's like it's a it's the kind of movie made for that yeah um and it's another really colorful movie yeah, like the colors in it are just really something but, yeah i mean it's just there there is something missing in the plot that yeah. is keeping it from like you know moon is like a super tightly written script yeah you know oh, yeah. And, you watch and, moon and you were fully invested the yeah. whole way and this is kind of like i don't know about this guys this is doesn't seem right <laughs> like mm-hmm. there's a chunk missing somewhere but I just feel like there's this like, hey, Netflix, how dare you? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just feel like that's the, a thing. And I don't understand it all of a sudden. It just suddenly like, man, Bright was fucking terrible. So now whatever else you release, man, we're going to fucking shit on that worse. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, everyone started shitting on the Marvel series, too. Now I know Iron, Iron Fist is boring as fuck. Yeah. But like none, none of them are like outwardly bad. I know. Like, I mean, like, I mean, I guess Defenders wasn't awesome either. But I mean. Like, I mean, there's just a lot of people that hate on all of the other ones. Like, yeah. literally, like, fuck Jessica Jones, fuck Luke Cage. I'm like, fuck, all, you, fuck all y'all. Yeah, y'all, y'all can get fucked. Like, I mean, just... <laughs> it, 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 we live in a world where, like, you know, you can get these, like, flirting with PG-13 slash R-rated, you know, comic series. Like, basically the Marvel Max imprint on screen. 
done well, like people caring, like, I mean, doing weird things that they don't have to do with like long take one shots and shit like that. It's like, mm-hmm. y'all just can't even appreciate this. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's sad. It really is sad, but it's just become this thing. It's like, fuck Netflix. Why am I paying for it? You know what? You're entirely within your power to stop. Yeah. You know, stop hate paying. Yeah, really. That's the dumbest thing. Like hate watching. I get hate paying is really stupid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm not, like I said, it's just, it's, I, I'm kind of with you. I'm more in shock of like the absolute hate for it. Like I said, I, I can, if it's because of subject material and the, and you know, that is completely off putting for you, I will grant you that. Yeah. I, I will give you a pass on that, but understand that bad a subject, a subject matter that is uncomfortable or, or terrible does not a bad thing make. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So, so, um, let me let me talk about a couple more movies. Okay, all right. Because I watched them so long ago, they are fading fast from memory. Oh, no. right. We Fair. took last week off. Um, so I took I you had talked about Tombstone, so I was like, uh-huh. you know what, I should probably watch Tombstone again. Um, so I I rewatched Tombstone. Tombstone is fucking badass. Like mm-hmm. that movie. That's a really strong movie. It's it's plot is very simple. It's like here are these bullies and these dudes show up and just like no bullies, fuck you and murder them all. Yeah, and and that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's it's literally every single person is somebody like someone just wanders in turns around you're like oh fuck it throughout the entire goddamn thing it keeps happening just everyone in that movie is somebody yeah and maybe they weren't somebody at that time of filming tombstone but they have since become somebody it's strange that casting director was a genius and mm-hmm. how they did that so tombstone is strong and should be watched if you've never seen it or if you haven't seen it recently rewatch it it holds up kurt russell's really good in that obviously val kilmer's really good in that it's got sam elliott in it mm-hmm. sam elliott's really good in that too yeah. and bill paxton bill paxton's really good in that i mean it's just it's top to bottom man like michael rooker just you know face turns in that movie and you're just like all right hell yeah let's do this michael rooker let's so uh so then i was like you know i had always been of the opinion that you know tombstone is a good movie but wired wired Earp is a film Okay. So therefore, I should revisit Wyatt Earp. Uh, Tombstone's better. Yeah, just it, just Tombstone's better. Yeah. Wyatt Earp is not trying to be Tombstone. The problem is, it's trying to be too much. It, it's trying to cover too much ground, and by doing so, there's no emotional connection to anything because it's just from point A to point B, yeah. and it just doesn't linger with any one time period long enough for you to really get into it. And then, just when it does start to focus on the Tombstone stuff, it's not as good. It just doesn't do it right. Yeah. Uh, the, the characters that Tombstone uh, emphasized are almost background characters in Wyatt Earp, and it's confusing. It doesn't make sense. Right. Like the Powers Booth character, who was the prime enemy in Tombstone, is just this background dude in Wyatt Earp, and you're just like, why aren't they mad at that guy? <laughs> right. So, um, That's weird. I mean, granted, not even remotely on the same level, but I mean, it's... To me, it's kind of the same thing with the two Columbus movies they made. Mm-hmm. Like, 1492 is trying real hard to be a film. Yeah. It's just boring as fuck. Yes. And the other one that's, mm-hmm. like, silly yeah. is kind of fun to watch. Right. Because it's like, here's Tom Selleck as the king of France or Spain. <laughs> Spain. It's like, yeah. you know, it's like, well, that's just stupid. But you know what? <laughs> fuck it. This is stupid and fun. Yes, exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, But I I also really love Dennis Quaid as Doc Holliday mm-hmm. in, in White Earp. It's it's the characters are so different, even though you recognize that it's the same character. It's just, it's so, it's just so strange, but there, there are good, very good things in wider. It's just 
Tombstone coming out six months before it fucking destroyed it. Mm-hmm. And then you go and read all the behind the scenes shit where like Kevin Costner sabotaged Tombstone completely. Like he was supposed to be Tombstone was the movie. And then he left because he didn't like the script because probably because it was too much about other people, not him. Mm-hmm. And he like blackmailed a bunch of studio people to to make sure that you know that movie didn't come out and didn't get released it's just a bunch of dumb petty bullshit you know back when like people really fucking hated kevin costner and yeah. for reasons i never quite understood because i didn't know all the behind the scenes stuff yeah so now you understand i do yeah and now i kind of want to watch three thousand miles to graceland again just to watch the two white herps mm. <laughs> dress up as elvis and rob banks <laughs> that's true i never thought about that but yeah, yeah. Okay. but man that movie's fucking terrible <laughs> god it's so bad what, 3,000 Monster Grace? Yes. Oh, okay. okay. Yes. Yeah, it is bad. Yeah, no. That movie, God. Yeah, it is bad. So, so, is that it? You yeah. You caught up now? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. All right, I got to run through a couple more movies real quick. Um, so the Oscars happen and whatever. I mean, it's the Oscars. <laughs> what do you fucking do? Um, I whatever. Mean, whatever. I'm just saying, like, at this point, I just, I kind of don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. For the most. I mean, it's, it's awesome that, like, a, a genre picture one, you know? It's a pretty good movie. I yeah. liked it. You know, I mean, I'm just like it's cool that like things like that are happening. Um, mm-hmm. But I decided to uh, go back one year because I realized I I only watched the was the best picture nominee for about 20 seconds movie mm-hmm. in La La Land. Oh yeah. Um, so I decided to go back and watch Moonlight because I'd never saw it. Oh okay. Um, holy shit! Like it, it's rare to me. Like for the most part, best picture nominees for the last 10 years, it's like, yeah, that was a real strong movie. Like, no extreme feelings for most of them. It was just like, yeah, I can mm-hmm. see why this is Oscar bait. Moonlight is a fucking film and a half. Like, holy shit. Just like, really, really well-made movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, I... It's just, it's a movie I could barely even talk about, because it's, it's... It's almost Tree of Life-esque, where it's just, it's it's more about feelings from scene to scene, instead of, like, what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but, damn, just the visuals and stuff that they do in that movie are, are outstanding. Like, it is colorful and interesting and framed, like, Kubrick and Wes Craven, or Wes Craven, Wes Anderson movies. <laughs> I mean, I guess Wes Craven has some mm-hmm. tricks, but not like yeah, this. Um, but I'm just saying, like, there's, like there are so many fascinating film things happening in that movie that it's absolutely worth watching. So, um, and I mean, yeah, everybody acting wise is fantastic. So, um, yeah, totally, totally recommend watching that movie. So it just, it's the thing that was sitting out there and I was like, man, I guess I should watch this. It's nice. How those a 24 movies are on Amazon basically. Yeah. Yeah, it it is. So it's easy to see. Um, but yeah, they're, I guess, I guess they're the hopefully new, less rapey Miramax. Um, yeah, (laughs) Yes, they seem to be. Yeah, they're they're kind of knocking it out of the park so picking, far. Picking yeah. the right pictures. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but um, yeah, yeah. Moonlight is fantastic. So it, and it is on Amazon Prime. So mm-hmm. you should go watch it. Um, and if you can see it in more definition, I would recommend it because it looks outstanding. Yeah. Um. But anyway, um. And the last one is uh, I teased this on our Discord that I was going to go down this route. Oh man. Um. I I may be pulling the plug on this already because I. I was talk- talking to Chuck, and I realized I've never seen a Hellraiser, any of the Hellraisers, and there's 17,000 of them. There are. There's um, almost a dozen. Only the yeah. first three are good, right? Um. Well, uh, yeah. okay, so... <laughs> Uh-oh. I know. I'm about to pick a fight with a very vocal crowd, I think. Why don't you preface this by saying you're sick? <laughs> I am sick. I am sick in the head, but not as much as Clive Barker. Um, so... 
here here's my thing. So like there there are horror series that run on for seven plus movies, ten or more, you know, and usually the trick with them is that the first one and maybe two or something are good and they get progressively worse. If 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 the series gets worse after Hellraiser one, that must be completely unwatchable because that movie it makes no fucking sense whatsoever. Like I, I literally had no idea what the hell was happening for most of that entire movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I will give it the positive of like if you're a gore freak and you like practical effects, that is a movie for you because I mean it is gory as fuck and a lot of it, well, pretty much all of it is practical. Um. I just, I mean, at a certain point, I stopped watching the movie because I couldn't figure out what was happening. I mean, it was, it was literally like anime anime levels of like I have no idea what the <laughs> fuck is happening right now, um, and I just started like looking through the way they were doing things. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh well, they yeah okay, I can see what they did there to make this effect, and I just started started like literally like. Watching, the yeah, I, I was just like I was watching the the Matrix happen. You know, I was like, well, okay, this thing coming down the hallway, I can actually kind of see the bicycle thing that it's on and shit like this. It's mm-hmm. like, I just, man, I I don't know. Like, it's I was gonna watch more because you you tease me that four goes to space, it and, does, and yeah. that's my that's my uh, that's my thing. When you could take a, a long running film series and send it to space for no goddamn reason, yeah. um, I really just kind of wanted to get there. I don't know if I can. Like Hellraiser let, one is bad. Let, let me let me run this by you. Okay. What take six months? What? Just kind of just kind of put this viewing out of your head and uh, come okay. back to it in about six months and give it one more shot. Like rewatch one. Yes. Rewatch one. Yes. No oh, fuck, man. I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> you really didn't like that. I really didn't like it. Like I I I realized. Okay, so I was talking and like I I just don't think. Clive Barker and me are ever going to work. That's quite possible. Um, I, that's I, like I me hated, and David Cronenberg. I'm like, I hated the video game, whatever he tried to make back in the day. Oh, uh, Jericho. Sure. I think there's also one dying. Maybe. So was that another one? I don't. Clive Barker's undying. I, I don't know. Maybe. My my experiences are, are slim to none when it comes to his shit. I think maybe I've seen some of his tales from the dark side and shit like you know anthology things, but I you know if, if Hellraiser is the top of his game, I did not have a good takeaway from that i've i've actually never seen Candyman either and and i did not the only other one i think i've seen is lord of illusion which i didn't like and you've said you I lord of like illusion either. is bad yeah but i do like Candyman. i, I like hellraiser a lot i like Candyman a lot i just i, I feel like it's a thing we're never going to see eye to eye i i think my biggest problem with it is like it's not even the gore like the, i mean the gore is off-putting but it's supposed to be obviously right. um it's it's that everyone in the movie, like nobody in the movie acts like a human being. Like it, it's all supposed to be taking place in our world. Yeah. But nobody acts like how anybody should be acting in any given situation. I, I think I think one of the things that's really strange about it is that the main dude is dubbed like the, the main like the husband, boyfriend, yeah. the, that guy who kind of sets all the wheels in motion. Like that guy is like so ridiculously dubbed that it's just like, wait, why? Who? Why did they cast you? <laughs> yeah, I, I just I can't figure it out. Yeah. Like it, it's just. Everything about it was off-putting. Like, I mean, there was just like down to like little things, like inconsequential. There was so much shit in that movie that could be cut. By the way, mm-hmm. um, like there is no reason for the daughter to have boyfriend guy. Like he serves zero purpose in the entire movie, and they spend time of like getting to know them, and then like walk down this alley and see this weird guy, and then he shows up again eating crickets, and it's like what the fuck is with this weird guy? Horror movie, yeah. spooky, gross. Sure, spooky, <laughs> gross. I, I I don't know. I just. Horror movies that I like, like there's no, 
there's no gore for gore's sake or wasted plot lines. I mean, like, to me, just going off and doing weird shit like that is pointless and just not needed. Like, I, I just, I literally don't know the point of certain scenes in that movie. Like, I don't know what the point of the dinner party was. I don't know what, you know, why they even needed to add those people or or anything. There was just so much where I was like, why am I watching this scene? I'm also pretty sure Hellraiser was a short story. Okay. So. Just filler. You just got to pad that thing out. So you put a weird homeless dude in there eating crickets. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't know. How about this? How about you just go ahead and complete the 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 filmography. Watch Candyman. Okay. And if you don't like Candyman, then I would say, you know what? Okay. Just bail. Clyde Barker is not, not your, my thing. Not your thing. Never going to be my thing. Yeah. Okay. Just, you know. Yeah. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm, I'm totally not saying sure. that. I just think that. But see, I like Cronenberg. That's, that's weird. I know. Like, I know. Yeah, so. I don't know. I like David Lynch mostly, too. I think you're on the fence about David Lynch. I don't well, like you, that. Well, I, you like Twin Peaks. I but, like TV David Lynch. Yeah. Except recent TV David Lynch. Um, I like network TV David Lynch. Ooh, <laughs> How's that? Okay. Um, yeah. I just, I don't know. I, I Hellraiser to me is one of those movies when someone says, you know, like, what's a great horror movie I should watch? I would say somewhere in my top five, I would probably say Hellraiser. And that's, uh, that's mean to those people. Well, <laughs> I, I don't have a problem with the story. I, I, I think it's I think it's incredible filmmaking. I think the score is fucking fantastic. I, I just Hellraiser is fascinating to me, even though I will fully admit it doesn't entirely make sense either. It's just it's just fascinating to me on, on all levels. So, OK. But uh, yeah, why why don't you watch Candyman? And if you don't like Candyman, then just bail. All right. Fair enough. All right. So it might be a a Hellraiser marathon. It might just be a let me see if I even can stomach Clive Parker. Yeah. Because, yeah, that's a very possible, even though he didn't do any of the others, uh, maybe maybe you'll like watered down studio version of Hellraiser better. (laughs) Is that what Candyman is? No, I'm saying the other oh, Hellraisers. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, obviously the stuff is off-putting, but I, I can handle it. I, oh, yeah. I've seen other, I mean, I, I still like, I mean, shit, I just watched The Thing recently, you know, like if mm-hmm. you want to talk about things exploding out of things and autopsies mm-hmm. and shit, yeah, there's a lot of gross shit in that. That movie's gross, um, but it's fun. Yeah. I mean, I've seen Dead Alive. I mean, I, I can handle these things. Right. Yeah. I have nothing to contribute to this conversation. No, that's, so fair. that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. I've just never seen Hellraiser or any of them. Just watch Hellraiser. Yeah. Right, actually, I've seen Hellraiser. I saw it like when it came out right. on VHS. So, yeah. like, my brain from back then just hasn't retained any of it. Mm-hmm. I might, I might give it a shot. Okay, we'll see if I like it more than Harlow did. Tune in. Yeah. <laughs> um. Speaking of horror movies, mm-hmm. oh, Criterion put out a Night of the Living Dead Blu-ray. Holy crap! They cleaned up whatever print they found, and it looks like perfect. Which is really weird because, like, you know, you that film's been in public domain for so long, and mm-hmm. we've been so used to seeing like just crap transfers and the sound sucks. And man, that's a nice looking DVD or Blu ray, I should say, not mm-hmm. DVD. And the special features there's new interviews like with Frank Darabont and uh, Guillermo del Toro and uh, Robert Rodriguez on the second disc and it's like really great just hearing people who know their shit mm-hmm. talking about basically classic movies being like all right like like there's stuff just i never i never would have thought about unless they brought it up yeah you know about not only cultural significance but you know just filmmaking techniques and little things that they did that they're like i see I, like they're like i saw he did that and i was like holy shit mm-hmm. i didn't even realize you could do something like that you know mm-hmm. so that's 
there's some really good interview stuff, but that is that is a Blu-ray well worth purchasing. And I haven't I haven't been purchasing much lately, but that one definitely made the cut. Yeah. And it just makes me desperate for Criterion to get a hold of Dawn of the Dead so we can actually get a Blu-ray release of that freaking thing. Because I have that four disc thing from oh, right. whenever the hell that was that has all the different cuts and yeah. all the special features. And I just I want like I just want a nice clean Blu-ray of Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. But I don't know whoever it is that holds the rights is just still being a complete asshole about it for some yeah. reason. And I, I wish I knew what he did with the rights to those movies because like they are so convoluted and Well, I know Night of the Living Dead, they just didn't file it correctly. Right. Yeah. It's so always it just, been public it, domain. So it just went public domain like yeah. immediately, which it's crazy to think about too. Sucks. Yeah. I mean it really sucks for them. <laughs> yeah. But uh but yeah, I mean like even Day of the Dead is this weird like rights nightmare. And that's why they keep making these weird semi sequels and yeah, like reimagining garbage, yeah, and all that shit. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like Day of the Dead is almost becoming like the Amityville thing of just like we've got the name, <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah. But that that Criterion Blu-ray is hundred percent worth getting. Cool, yeah, because right. I don't really need to talk about Night of the Living Dead. I mean, come on, nah, it's it's good. It's a good groundbreaking horror movie. Yeah. Um, okay, I forgot. I have one more movie. <gasps> I know. Uh, it's been so long since we podcasted. Uh, I watched The Disaster Artist. Oh, yeah. Um, so I would say I enjoyed The Disaster Artist, but I would also say two things about it. One is that I'm not... I don't want to say that I'm mad at the haha Johnny come latelys. Um in terms of that movie's like, there's just a bunch of people quoting stuff from that movie now. And I'm just like, okay, fucker, we were doing that five years ago. Where have you been? You know? And I'm not, I'm not actually mad about it, but just like when I see someone going, ah, ha ha. Oh, hi doggy. You know, on Twitter mm-hmm. or something, I'm just like, motherfucker, we did this already. And it feels like everyone, like these people have only seen disaster. Right. They haven't exactly. actually seen the room. Yeah. The thing that it's referencing. Right. So, it, just a hint of that kind of irks me that there's this newfound like oh man fuck this thing you know or it's just like nah you ain't real y'all we we were, we've been here since the beginning um the other thing about it is that there's literally no insight or anything that movie just exists so that all these people can interject themselves into the making of the room so that they can give little podcasty snide remarks about well, this is crazy. Why is this happening? That's that's all the movie is. It's just James Franco going nuts as this character. Mm-hmm. There's no explanation as to why this guy is the way he is. No, even if they made it up, they don't they don't bother doing it. And then it's just everyone else in the movie is just like, wow, this is weird. This is a, this is not how things are done. This is strange. And that's all it is from start to finish is this guy's weird. He's saying weird I felt, things. I felt like there was more to it than that. I mean, there's weird little things like him just going and buying the cameras instead of renting them. And yeah, but that's like, what I'm saying. That yeah, scene... I watch film and digital and all of it. You know, it's like that's why it looks different from scene to scene. Yeah, all this weird shit. Yeah, you know, it's like. But that scene is just like these guys in the shop are just like, okay, no one buys anything. They just rent it. But okay, weirdo, we'll we'll let you buy it as long as you film here in our studio. It's I don't know. It it just there's there's something. It it just seems like. Uh, we could do that 
like these guys just got together. It's like, oh, you do a great impression. Let's just do it. Let's just film it. And I, I just, I don't know. It, it just didn't hit me the way I wanted it to hit me. It just felt, and for like, and most of the movie, I just kind of felt like, man, he's a colossal asshole. And then at the end, they're like, oh, don't you feel bad for him? And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, I don't. Mm-hmm. I really don't. <laughs> I mean, there, you know, there's a thing at the end where he's just like, oh, they hate my movie, you know, and then like 10 seconds later, he's immediately persuaded to just embrace the hate for his movie. And I'm just like, well, this is fucking disingenuous as hell. <laughs> this is mm-hmm. this is like two years of backlash whittled down into the premiere. <laughs> he just jumps on stage and just like, you like my movie? Yay. It's like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, it, it's got funny bits in it and stuff like that and you know the performances are good but it just I don't know something about it just rubbed me the wrong way hmm. and maybe it's just me being a bad movie hipster <laughs> we are bad movie hipsters I know mm-hmm. I know it's been documented yeah the hipster artist yeah I just feel like if they start making a Birdemic movie I'm gonna lose my fucking mind like listen assholes <laughs> <laughs> Birdemic is pure do yeah. not touch it like this I mean I just I felt like uh, it's hard to compare the two but I it's like you watch Ed Wood and Ed Wood feels like it's got real humanity behind it. Like this is a dude who's terrible at his job, but he's trying so hard. Like he's really passionate about it. Mm -hmm. This just feels like a guy who just doesn't give a shit. And his buddy said, we should make our own movie. And he was like, okay. And then they made their own movie and then everyone laughed at it. And then he was like, okay. And then (laughs) what I've seen is it doesn't seem to, um, and I haven't seen it, so I can't really, but this is just reactions from other people that mm-hmm. I've kind of gathered is that they still don't understand Tommy Wiseau and that for a movie that's all about Tommy Wiseau, it's not really telling you anything you don't know about Tommy Wiseau. Exactly. Whereas, you know, stuff like you mentioned, like Ed Wood kind of like gets behind, okay, here's yeah. why this character, you know, gods and monsters, this is why this person is this way. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas this one is just kind of, eh. I mean, there's there's a I I figured out how to do an impression. Yeah, there's a scene where he's flat out confronted. Like, why are you the way you are? And he doesn't answer. And that's just the end of the scene. Mm -hmm. And that's supposed to be like the big dramatic moment of the movie where someone is just like, all right, enough of this shit. How old are you? Where did you get your money? What's your deal? Where are you from? Mm -hmm. And he just doesn't answer. And it's like. okay. Like I, I, maybe it's maybe it's me reacting to Tommy Wiseau suddenly fucking being everywhere. Like you didn't earn this. Like you made a shitty movie because you're incompetent and it's hilarious as a result. But like you shouldn't be at the fucking Oscars. You know you shouldn't be these places. It's like everyone's fucking goofing on you and you're going along with it. Yeah. It's well, just, and it's all also that like, rubs me the wrong way. Like it feels like the making of the movie was genuine in that this is how he was acting. Yeah. And now he's playing a character. Yes. And like he basically hasn't stopped playing that character since everyone kind of discovered this movie. Right. I I just think of the like the several things I've seen him do in the aftermath of the room. You know, there was like that web series where he was yeah, playing video games video game one, yeah. and then like fucking Samurai Cop 2, where it was just like, God, just. Yeah. And what was that house that drips blood on Tommy or something like <laughs> on that? Alex. Yeah. On Alex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just I, I don't know. Yeah. I just I don't know. I see. I want to I, I want us to gather the money and we make a uh, behind the scenes and 
what happened to the Duncan Jacks movies. <laughs> I feel like that's the thing we discover that no one else has embraced. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, there's a story there to be told, and yeah. no one's telling it. Like, we made two movies, and then dis- everybody disappeared off the face of the earth. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's like, no one like, knows literally where any everyone of them involved. Yeah. yeah. Like, no one, like, the actor made two movies. Like, yeah. everybody just disappeared off yeah. the face of the earth. But yes, I, I want to see what the hell. Yeah. I want to track Jack's. somebody down. Like, I mean, if yeah. some, somebody's got to still be alive that worked on those movies. Yeah. I mean, we don't tend to do interviews at all. We've only done like two, I think, in the history of all of our shows. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that is one. Like, anyone involved in the making of Order yeah. of the Black Eagle or Unmasking the Idol, like, I would kill to talk to them. Yeah. I just I want to know what happened. Yeah. And find out if that one stuntman got his head run over and <laughs> yeah, died. Right, yes, because it sure as hell looked like that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> and you left it in as a tribute to that dead man. Yep. <laughs> he died doing what he loved. Yes, getting run over I would by a four-wheeler. <laughs> <laughs> I would save that for the last question, though. Cause right. Because it, it would be kind of like... Uh... Yeah, where would you go from there? So, tell us fun stories from the set. <laughs> yeah. No more questions. <laughs> I'm not illegally allowed to talk about Well, that. like it would be like asking Landis about the helicopter, but yeah. hey, man, yeah. what yeah. happened there? So but, anyway, Animal House. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys have fun on that set? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell me about where the see you next Wednesday thing came from. <laughs> anyway, about yeah. the kids and the yeah. yeah, guy you killed. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not laughing at yeah. dead people. S- some interview questions you work up to, right. is what right. we're trying yes. to say. Yes. There, there, there's an art to it. There is. <laughs> An art we don't have. No, clearly. we wouldn't do it. We would just immediately like, did that guy die? <laughs> Dude, that guy, they ran over that guy's head with an ATV. <laughs> Is that why you all went into hiding? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That might have been the last scene filmed. Yeah. Holy God. shit. Oh, man. Did we watch a snuff film? <laughs> Shot on eight millimeter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So. I guess that's it, huh? Yeah. Contact information. It's real easy. Just go to bmfcast.com. All yeah. of this stuff is over on the side. Click some buttons and stuff. Um, I don't know if it... I mean, the phone number's out there, too, but I'll say it anyway. 910-5-JOCKS-BMF. That's 910-556-9263. That's right. And check us out. Patreon.com slash BMFcast. Bonus shows. Early access shows. There's a plethora of content. We honestly put out too much shit. Yeah, <laughs> we should really scale back. It's so much content, you guys. We, we're sorry. Yeah. yeah. Please accept our apology and our apology. Yeah, because I, I, I deal with all those feeds myself. I'm like, man, we have something. That, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should knock it off. Really. Yeah. <laughs> we really were, should. Literally, there's something. There's at least one new thing every week. Mm-hmm. Most week, there's like, no, wait, there's at least two new things every week. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of shit. Yeah. Yep. Some weeks, it's like four things. Yeah. We should stop. Nah. Okay. People pay us to, to keep doing it, so we might as well keep doing it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They'd... Thanks, Howard Dean. Uh-huh. Getting, all, getting all pumped about it. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Yeah, let's get out of here, shall right. we? I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm Chuck. And this is Bamcast out. <laughs> <laughs>